I don't go I don't do much sexual content. I try to avoid it as much as possible, but anything else. You say that. The guy just went he taught his dog to like do the Nazi salute and he was uh, I think charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fa- this this was either in Ireland or part of the UK. This was a comedian. Bro, I mean, it's weird, I know. So the comedians over there, uh to be honest, you could Ricky Gervais even made us think about it. You can just say what you like to be honest apart as long as you don't uh, diss the Jews or something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that's so, an international. <laughs> yeah. So apart from that, to be honest, you know, so it's good, you know. Uh, you, you should have, you know, you should have the liberties. I think if you if you say, say anything about the Queen or Diana as well. No, they say anything. They say, bro, when the Queen died, which every comedian had something about it. Really? Every comedian had something to say about it, and like you, even on TV, like they, the fuck the queen, this that and the other, like they can say that. That's absolutely fine. I was, I was That's in absolutely new, fine. I was in where was I? I was in Bank in London, and I was at a, I was at Tesco's, and I picked up a newspaper, and it said something about Diana, mm. and I looked at the guy to buy some cigarettes, and I said, Diana passed away twenty years ago. Is you know, let her be dead, Halas? Why are you bringing this up now? And the guy behind me just went, "Oi, show a bit of respect." Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, yeah but, but to be honest, on mainstream media, this is this is the thing about you know those countries uh, <coughs> that you know. Um, I mean, you know, especially within Asian or maybe Arab culture, you have this matter of perhaps respect. If somebody's passed away, died, you don't want to sort of you know go. Many years ago, yeah. But but I'm speaking about the Queen, for example, but but. <laughs> But but in 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 the Western world, you know, nothing is beyond their reach. To be honest, mm. they can talk about anything. Um, so to be honest, when the Queen died, a lot of people certainly, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of people were upset, but a lot of people were kind of not very upset and happy. They were just happy we had a bank holiday. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. So because of you know the whole colonization and the history we have, especially as Indians and Pakistanis, you know, they they did a lot back back in the day. I like how so, you say Indians and Pakistanis. Bahrain was part of the British Columbia true, in but you 1971. Know what, yeah, but you guys didn't have it as hard as we did. You know, we, we, we've had... What we, are you talking we, about? What, go on, what, what was it? We, we were longer under colonization than India. No, was it? Yes. But we were in 1800. We were but, but, how, but listen, back in what, maybe 100 years ago, how many were you there? 25 people in Bahrain? I'm joking. Yeah, that's what the whole the island. What does he want? <laughs> No, but, you know, because India, I think, suffered a lot, you know, as a country. Uh, although it's a bit weird talking about India when I'm Pakistani, but I'm also Indian, you know. It's, you know, when we were one. No, know, I mean, sure, here, but you also, you, you also forced to migrate, right? Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You did a big land trade. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's it, yeah. Um, that migration was quite painful. I actually, whew. It's quite people, yeah. people just left their homes and other people just moved yeah. into their homes. Or a million people died during that migration in 1947. Yeah. So history is uh, one of my favorite subjects. Uh, so I love uh, reading about it. And these days, so YouTube, mine. you know, uh, so South Asian history, Islamic history, um, Egyptian history, you know, uh, the pharaohs and, um, you know, researching who was the pharaoh of Moses, you know. Do you know who was a pharaoh? Okay, <laughs> I didn't realize you, you researched from a religious connotation. Yes. I was more interested exactly. in, in Alexander the Great being a pharaoh. Was he? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the pharaoh of Egypt. Yeah, wow. So, and you know what? Um, living in the UK, uh, the fact that they stole all that shit from, from us, uh, 
you know, the, the museums we have, for example, the British Museum or the Natural History Museum, they have some amazing collection of Egyptian, South Asian, you know, like literally stuff from basically looted from all around the world. Mm. So, but but it's, it's it's a good day out with kids, to be honest. Well, I mean, that's a that's a that's a weird way to call winners looters, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want, you got to keep it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's it, it's pretty crazy. I know that that I don't know. Are we, are we, we not started yet, have we? Ages ago. Oh my days! You can this edit guy. it out, so it doesn't matter. Okay, cool. So it's a very right, common. Okay. But yeah, so so uh, do you still think a lot about colonization? Yes, in your colonization. You know, nay, uh, you know how? Uh, no, I'm I'm British now, so yeah. Yeah, I'm, so I'm you've got cool. the passport as well. I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, yeah. Jawas, yes. Uh, uh, you know, one thing I really regret. Uh, so although you know when I when I meet an Arab, I say, hey, you know, I'm from Bahrain. I, I lived there 15. 16 years of my life whatever um but and then the next thing say oh you can you speak arabic and i'm like uh i can just tell you direction you know rosida you know left here and khalas that's mm-hmm. it so i think one thing i really regret that living here i i i never or well i was a kid but i never learned arabic i think it should be a must that everybody should learn arabic because you never know where it's going to help you so uh, you know if i knew arabic to be honest Things, maybe things I would have I would have done comedy in Arabic, you know that would have opened doors to, you know, more avenues for me perhaps. Uh, but yeah, one thing I regret not learning Arabic when I was little. I can show you the flip side. I know Pakistanis from Birmingham who don't who don't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, how does that work? No, no, they do, they do speak English. It's just an accent. But a Birmingham accent, we call it a Burmese accent. Born in the UK. No, Never they, been to Pakistan. No, they speak English, bro. Listen. May, I mean... <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Enough, listen, enough of that Fox News shit, you know? Like, uh, we can swear here, right? We can oh, say it doesn't right matter. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they do speak English, but it's just with an accent. Yeah, yeah. So they do... Everybody speaks English, they believe me. May, I, I know... There must be some aunties. That, yeah, you can say some uncle, perhaps, over the age of 50. But if anybody's been to school, clearly, they speak English. He was in school. I met him at A-levels, and he, he had... He barely spoke English. I asked him if you're from Pakistan. He was like, yes. And I said, where were you born? In the UK. I said, have you ever been to Pakistan? He goes, nope. Oh. <laughs> he just lives in his like small communal with his right. family. And the that's fact, it. The fact is Birmingham, you know, anything can happen in Birmingham. Uh, Birmingham is, Birmingham is actually the second uh, largest city uh, in the UK. I literally, <laughs> I literally, weird fact. I literally yeah. booked a comedy show there last week. So I hope they understand because it's mainly in English. So yeah, good I, luck. I, I hope it works. Yeah. Birmingham was, was one of the few places where, where if you walked by the bullring, you, you were, yeah. the, you, it was like being, it was like seeing moonlight in a dark night. Because <laughs> you'd only occasionally see a white person pop out of the crowd. Yeah. Everyone else I was mean, either brown or black. It was bizarre. Yeah. And I, I think, and that's, that's the beauty of it, right? You know, yeah. you have, you have your Indian side, you have your Pakistani side. There's even an African side as Absolutely. well, which, which I went to recently. I think I can't remember. It's called Moston or somewhere. And I stayed there and, and I think it's just, it's just amazing that different cultures can come and celebrate, uh, and just be part of one big community. Were you there in the riots? Sorry? Were you there at the riots? Uh, which riots? Nine, I think it was. We had, we had riots in 2000. 12 ish. Sh- 11. Where they like, they smashed open all the shops. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, I, I did have a joke about it because, you know, because, you know, you, they went into all these JD sports and all these sport, sporting, uh, you know, like shops and everywhere. So I, was, I, I used to make a joke that, you know, these trainers are from, from, the, from the riots. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Poof, that was, that was crazy. They burned a lot of places down. And, and I think it started off 
this guy, you know, who who was shot by the, by police, the police, I believe, yeah. and um, so it was like an American style riots in the UK. They don't really happen as much, but you just never know. I was mental. I, I mean, I, I was walking down the street and I just saw like hellscape, people taking bricks and smashing into windows and stuff like that. And what was weird is because all these people live in that area that you're robbing, so you're destroying <laughs> your, your your own living condition. Because the next day, no, but I think everything was just boarded. To be honest, we, you know, people perhaps back home, you know, they have a different perspective of London. But London is quite poor. You know, there there are a lot of there are a lot of kids out there who don't have the nicest things. Uh, and when they get, and I'm not saying that this is the best way going forward, but but when they get the opportunity, you know, London, the crime proof, the crime rate in London is absolutely crazy. Uh, you know, you guys are so lucky. You know, in my house, my mom, you know, mom and dad, they don't even lock the house. I'm like, wow, are you guys serious? Mm. They don't lock their cars, they don't lock their houses. Uh, but the, the crime situation in the UK, especially in London is is crazy. No, I agree. I mean, I I lived in Birmingham. I've lived in London. So, I, were you studying there? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did my GCSEs, my A levels, all in the UK. And you still have this accent? Yeah. Okay. Working in America. Ah, oh, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I don't know. I never enjoyed the British accent, like "oi mate" and all that nonsense. I hated it. I hated so it. I think with me, I, I got there at the age of eighteen. So perhaps you know it. It my when I speak normally, like I've spoke speak on the phone, people. Say you know it's very mixed. You know it may sound South African. Some people say, "Are you, are you from South Africa? Are you from Kenya or something?" I think they're trying to be polite. Uh, or are you Welsh? Yeah, yeah, maybe. It could be, it could be, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you sound Pakistani as Pakistani does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never doubt that on the phone. I would never be like. Mm. No, but I have I have a very different foreign voice. You know, voice. It, it, it sounds much sexier to be honest. Yeah, it is. Do you go southern? You go- uh, I don't know. It's just you know. It's a hi. You know, it's a bit calm. It's a bit. I take my time, um, but. But but what was I gonna say? You were talking about your voice and the sound, and when people uh, pick up the phone, they think you're from South Africa. Yes, yes, and and I think with me, but when I did my stand up and I did my shows on YouTube, um, I always had sort of a very strong Indian Pakistani accent, which mm. I thought was funny, uh, which probably is funny. But I think certain things. So when I'm doing my stand up, my accent sort of changes. Without me knowing, so I do uh, some jokes will be in a really thick, deep accent, and then the others will be just normal. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm not playing a character, but there's a character within my character. Michael McIntyre has a fantastic Indian accent. If you've ever heard it, it's amazing. No, white people can't do this. No, I'm telling well. you, that Gora's got some skills. You should check him out. It, when he does the Indian accent, he doesn't do it anymore, obviously, because the world is too woke. Yeah. But he used to do it in his old shows. I mean, there are certain comedians, for example, Russell <clears throat> Peters, which, you know, I'm sure people watching, you know, yourself, you know, you know, because he, he is one of the first comedians out there who did an amazing, for example, DVD or, you know, when YouTube started back in 20, 2008 or nine. The videos went viral at that time, uh, so he can, he does a really good Chinese accent, or mm. I mean, he can do an Indian accent. Obviously, he also does an Arab accent. Mm, mm. <laughs> so, so accents do help. Uh, so, I mean, I could do a few accents, but see, growing up, I always wanted to be a Bollywood star. You know, I mean, you know, because you know that, that's the thing. You know, you watch Bollywood, you go to Manama, you get the VHS, and you know. Don't you mean Toywood? Huh? Don't you mean Toywood? No, no. Actual Bollywood. <laughs> yeah, that was the dream, is it? <laughs> no, no. Pakistan one is called Lollywood. Is it Lollywood? Yeah. I thought it's called Toywood. Nah, bro. What no, is it called? No, Tollywood is What's a South Toywood? Indian one. Huh? Tollywood is like another uh, set, like another place in India. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. My uh, mistake. Yeah, no, th- th- those ones you find in, deep down in Manama, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah so uh, so yeah i wanted to do bollywood and i still love bollywood in Bolli- bollywood is part of my stand up as well because if i do perform for an indian audience i i have this joke where i translate bollywood songs into english mm. they are quite weird you know if you do that <laughs> um but But, but again if you you know you can't be a bollywood star living in london although they film a lot of movies in london uh but the thing is they don't really hire actors from there you could be an extra you could be you know uh the hero's brother's cousin's friend who live in london so that's not or dance happen. member number 8 or, or, or whatever oh yeah yeah exactly or or a backup dancer um so yeah that's that's not for me though may i mean consider it we've had uh, a bollywood star on the show yes uh, pavlin something danny But Pavlin Gujral. Yes. She was in Rings a bell. Called. Wow. That's yeah. such a whitewash way of saying it. Gehraiya. I like that. I mean, he's no, from Sri Lanka. Man's trying it. Man's trying it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I didn't even send it. She was so. in. She, she was like a lead star in there. No, no, she was a supporting character. Yeah. No, no. Rings a bell. The name name sounds familiar. She was really interesting because she, she, this was the first like Bollywood actress we had on the show that was really anti LGBT. Like really anti, anti. So she was homophobic, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She really pushed that. Hey, listen, I'm all for it. Well, how did you guys get into that conversation? Ah, uh, good question. I think we t- we talked about a sexual assault. What happens in Bollywood? Because you always hear like crazy shit true, happening in India. True. And I was like, does it happen to to gays as well? And she's like, fuck good. them gays. And I'm like, yeah, oh, wow, that's a good point. <laughs> wow. Uh. <laughs> Is that what you said? Wow. Did you did you put it out there as well? Yeah. What does wow, matter? Okay. I've said it nigger life, so I'm willing to push the envelope. Oh, okay. So yeah, N word. Uh, uh, so by the way, we, we we in the UK cannot say the N word. Um, that is deeply offensive. So there's a few things. The N word we definitely cannot say. Or uh, Yeah, that's that's. Just trying to think. Yeah, I can't think. Of, wow, you got me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the N word. Uh, uh, definitely, we cannot use. That's the end of the story, no. bro. I, I, I. If you cannot, I have this. I have a joke about the N word. Uh, so basically, uh, it's like you know, I, I was new in the UK, um, and I got myself, you know, because I'm not that typical. I got myself a nine to five, you know, job at McDonald's, nine to five. Mm. So I'm working there, and this Jamaican guy came out to me, and he goes to me, Wagwan, and I said, same to you, Wagwan. Your whole fucking family, Wagwan, and. Then I realized he was just trying to say hello. Yeah, yeah. And my, and my manager told me off. My manager, like, listen, bro, bro, you can't do this. If the customers come and say something to you, you just say the same thing back. Yeah. And just you know. So he came back and he goes to me, Wagwan. I say, Wagwan to you, my brother. You know, sorry about the confusion. Here we go, some extra chicken wings for you. He got so happy. He goes, Yeah, thank you, my nigger. And I was like, No, 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 sorry, sir. You are my nigger. So I'll finish it for you. <laughs> If you're so worried about it. And then he stabbed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, so, so the N word is a no go. So if you're not if you're not remotely black, there's no we can say the word black, but you cannot say the N word in the UK. And Blackie we, is okay. Sorry. Blackie is okay. Black is no no black just black. <laughs> so basically, you know, just to just to refer to African uh, or Caribbean people, you can say the word black because some people say, oh, you can't say kala or black. You know, that's normal. You know, that's that that's the language we use. What about black bastard? Oh, you black bastard! Is that too? <laughs> like, are you guys, getting are you terrified? Guys recording this shit? <laughs> I don't know this guy. <laughs> so yeah, that's coon. What about coon? Is that so okay? That's, uh, no. So 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 what you said earlier is a career-ending move. That's really? it. Really? Seriously, that's the end of a career. And if if he gets out there, that's it. 
Really? That's gone. And then if any, you get the edit, so it doesn't matter. No, no, no. Us. I'm just saying. But just you know, you can you can beep it, whatever. But again, different. So even the word, for example, shit, S H I T, right? Yeah. It's you know in Bollywood movies, you know you watch Bollywood, you know as as a kid I've been watching. Oh shit, yar, this happened, and you know like the way they talk in India or wherever. But the word shit is offensive in the UK. You cannot say this on TV before 9 p.m. Just saying, uh-huh. and 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 you cannot. This is not a word you can say in front of kids. So it's not acceptable to use in front of kids. What? So it it comes in the same uh, same category as, for example, fuck off. Shit is the same. What about Minger? Sorry, Minger. Minger. I mean, yeah, all of them, of course. But I got in trouble for but, saying but, Minger. Yeah, yeah, but shit is like a normal thing. You can't. You can say that. You can't say that in front of kids or family audiences. So, but the but the N word is a big one, but because like because, I, because it's all the racism thing around it. You know, you know how it's like. But it's in the US. It's very different than the than the UK, by the way. Because I've worked in the UK and the US. I like how you're looking at me like you're you're seeing a ghost. I didn't know this was gonna go this way. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like you got I, me all awake. You know, yeah. Listen, I needed my coffee, but I'm I'm all good now. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I can awake. Give you a coffee. Nah. but no. I I mean, uh, I I feel, I feel like. I feel like I got colded enough in the U.S. that I don't have a problem saying it. It, 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 it might, why. it might be the case. I, I don't know how. Yeah, I, I would say I think you, because <laughs> I don't have a problem. By the way, I've said it in public. I've said it in public. My dad got called a sand nigger while working in the U.S. I'll tell you what. Once so, that happened, right? So I was, I was. Uh, this was 2007. I remember I had a friend, and we all went out to some party or something, and then the bouncer, the, you know. I had a bit of an experience with him. He didn't let me in initially or whatever. And these bouncers generally are from African Caribbean background, you know, big black guys, you know, mm. at the club. Um, and then I was trying to describe it to this girl what happened. I said, you know, that N, whatever, was trying to, but I, I wasn't really, and then I just said it and I just moved on. And then she made me apologize to her African friend who was also with us because she was quite offended because I used that word. So, So this was the first time I sort of, Bitches will be found bitches, out. Though. No, no, true, but <laughs> <laughs> true. Bitches are bitches everywhere. Exactly. You know, but I, but, but I just saw. Wow. Okay. Wow. I mean, I'm not even talking about you. I'm just just giving a general reference. But but maybe I was trying to act very cool. You know that end or whatever. Uh, but but that's that. And then I started doing stand-up comedy. This is about four years ago within the black comedy circuit. So you know, you have your black circuit where you have all these African Caribbean comedians, bro. These guys are the thing. You know, these guys. Are extremely funny, very very funny, and I even sometimes use them at my Arab versus Asian comedy show. Just disguise them as a fake Arab. <laughs> you know, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, can, yeah. they can pass for an Arab at times, um, and then sing Wagwan, and, <laughs> and, uh, sing Wagwan, you know, yeah, and dirty whining. Yeah, exactly. Um, but 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 the, but the but the the point is that 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 even at their shows, they can uh, even they don't really use the N word as much as you would hear in the UK, uh, in America. US. You know, you, for example, you see Dave Chappelle, for example, one of my favorite comedians. He would use it pretty much in every other sentence, you know. But but in the UK, you will never see a white or even Asian comedian use that word. The UK is very different in a lot of weird ways because if words like even cunt has gotten like people upset now. Where if when I was growing up, especially out here, the word cunt like yeah, yeah. walking so, down so, the road, I so, hear it. So you that. could you could you could say to somebody like f your mum. You know, like, because for us, you know, our moms, you know, it's very offensive to us if somebody swears at our mom or our sister or whatever. Sure. You can say F your mom, F your this, F your that, F your family. But if you say the N word, that stands tall. That's so interesting. Which is weird, which is kind of weird. Like, you know, like some, you know, like this, you know, if somebody's swearing at my mom, that should hold the same value. But no, but if you're, you're racist, bro. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's it. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's so convoluted and what happens in different areas. Like, I was working in the South and people would call me more than once, son of a sand nigger. And I was just, that was just part of life. I never... And then there is another word which I can say. So this is another... So so we... Although okay. I can't say the N word, I just... We have a word called Paki. Okay. Now, do you know about Paki? Yeah. But that's the same level as Chinaman, no? No. Well... Pa- <laughs> okay. I grew up in the UK as well. <laughs> Okay, my wife is not going to watch this one now. <laughs> so, 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 Paki is a term. It's a, it's a derogatory term, you know, used by the native English people, perhaps in the 70s towards Asian people, Pakistanis and Indian. Well, some may say, oh, it's a short. It's just short for Pakistani, but it's as offensive as the N word. Mm. But this is the N. This is the this is the P word, which white people and black people won't use. Interesting. So they wouldn't use. So, so black people, they don't really need to. But white people, for if somebody says a paki to somebody, that's 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 like saying the n word, and that's that's as offensive. You could be jailed for it, pretty much. In that's because I don't think anyone would be jailed in the U.S. for calling someone a paki. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I wouldn't. Say, maybe I'm going a bit extreme, but you know what jail I mean? For it, but you, but if you said somebody, uh, if you said paki to somebody at your workplace, that's it. That's it. Gone. It's. I find it so fascinating. You've lost, that you've I, lost it. And and this, I mean, and the same applies. You know, obviously, uh, the Western media and the culture. You know, everybody they they're pushing the LGBT agenda. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you so, say any, anything uh, anti that, you're so fucked. so again again. And 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 I understand. You know, and you know what? In a way, you know, why would you want to call somebody whatever? You know, it, it's all about equality. Um, so so yeah, it's all about accepting people. That's what they say. I don't. I disagree but, with you on this. I feel it's like government control. You know. True. I mean, yes, but why would you want to call somebody some? You know, something. Because I know real racists in this world, and instead of true. saying nigger now, they say Nutella, as like a co- as a code word. They say Nigel or Nigel or some or weird yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Or, and then you're like, uh, what? What? You're defeating the purpose. You're, you're starting to do double speak. You know true. What I, mean? I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think. That, that, oh, he's that's, a Nutella. You know, that, that's <laughs> that's that's debatable. Yeah, even 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 us Pakistanis have some other word. And you say Shidan. You <laughs> see, so so, I think this is the kind of world we live in. You know, and then and and then going forward, this is this is probably the norm. I I feel like the most offensive term at the moment, which I never understood, is is cunt. Cunt? No, no, no. It's normal. Because especially can, in the U.S., people get so furious at you for, for cunt. For cunt, they just get furious at you, and you have to explain them to them to be like, "No, cunt means moron. It doesn't mean anything about a vagina." No, I think I'm, I've said something like, uh, you know, because uh, I've, you know, you do get your, you do get hecklers, you know, at times, you know, somebody or some. There are people sometimes who are so excited. Now, luckily, because I do a show called Arab vs Asian, mm. most people aren't drunk, but having drunk people in the audience is. It's quite a challenging thing. Really? I thought yeah, it would be yeah, easier. Yeah, yeah, you know, no, but it is easier. But if imagine, imagine if somebody's drunk and they're just constantly chatting, speaking, not realizing that the comedian needs to speak, you know, it, it is quite off-putting at times. Um, so I remember I was I, I was performing in a club or a pub it was and this guy just kept going and I was like, yeah, I will I will get, uh, and then somebody said, you know, where's the comedy? I said, I will get started once this cunt shuts up. Mm. So, you know, so cunt is quiet. Normal, you know. It's again, like I said, it's bizarre because twat means what cunt means in the U.S. 
Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, you can we call, can use that easily. You can use that anywhere. People don't even like bat an eyelid. Yeah, but I think I think as I said again, the f word and uh, n word and the p word, you, you just cannot even use it in in a comedy show because in a comedy show you are breaking barriers or you are going out there, you are swearing, you are you know going, you are breaking you know uh, the norm. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just not acceptable. It, I find it fascinating. I find it fascinating the concept of ex- what's acceptable and what's not. I love how how people often like look down on India, Pakistan, Asia, Middle East, or whatever, and they talk about public what what freedom of speech and all this kind of shit. But at the same time, the kind of language I could use in the street here, I, I would yeah. not be able to use That's in the UK. True. You know, yeah, you know, people. I have seen people getting into a bit of trouble because they don't realize what. Uh, and I think this is also a beauty of different cultures. You know, in different cultures, you can get away with different things. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, especially my mom, you know, she is in, she's here in Bahrain. She visits us quite often. Um, so a lot of my jokes are around her, like, you know, uh, where she doesn't speak the language English very well, uh, but she believes she does. So what she does is she uses the letter S at the end of, you know. So she's like, I'm going to London, you know. My son, he lives in Croydon, you know, south. Mm. Uh, so I've got this really popular joke of mine where she gets to Heathrow Airport. And this is the first time my mom sees a white man face to face. And the whole English is everywhere else. And the guy is very polite and he, he asks her, Madam, can I get you a glass of water? And she's like, yes, I like my waters with ISIS. <laughs> So it's such a stupid joke. I love it. <laughs> I like I like ISIS yeah. with my waters. Yeah. And she got deported half an hour later. I was like, Mom, for fuck's sake, you're wasting my time and money, please. Next time Zara Bhatani Kani Chopkarkena quietly Ajo. She came back again and the same guy and she was like, Sorry for the confusion, sirs. My son is outside in terminal twos. He's wearing a bomber jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I just play along with bomber jackets and at the end it just turns up that, you know, I have a small house and it's like, what kind of a property is it? Yeah, he has a small, uh, small terraced house. Terraced. Mm. So, you know, you just play along with I love uh, it. I can see you working on this joke <laughs> for like three days. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was, it, you know what? With me, I actually don't really write too much. I do, I do a lot of improvisation. Mm. And because of me, I'm seeing a lot of times I do a lot of crowd work as well. Um, so with the crowd work, as long as you can avoid these couple of things, there is that you, ha- you have the liberty because most of our shows are advertised for plus 15. So you have the liberty to literally speak about literally what you like. You know, I, I play along with a lot of this India-Pakistan thing as well. Although I love, by the way, although I love my Indian brothers and sisters, but if I say anybody is Indian, I just call the security stress. Yeah. So, you know, you just play on, you, you play along with the India-Pakistan. And I say, you know, and anybody watching, right? And, you know, for you as well, sometimes it must be hard for you to tell who's Indian, who's Pakistani. Mm. Like your friend Dan here thought I was Indian, mm. uh, you know, because he needs to meet more Pakistanis, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and he's and, from Salanga, so yeah, yeah, I guess it. You know, I was, I was, he doesn't I have a country at the moment. Sorry, so it's okay. He doesn't have a country <laughs> he anymore. Have a country. <laughs> so it's okay. It's, he has, he has yeah. his own struggles at the moment, so he has trouble yeah. finding which nation is his own problems. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, now Sri Lanka is a beautiful country. A lot, lot of English people go to Sri Lanka. Was, though, yeah. Is, is the it used to be. <laughs> a, Jeff, yeah. well, has, has elephants left or they're still there? Danny, uh, is elephants still there? Yeah. Yeah, so. Hey. <laughs> yeah that's it that's the kind of that's the kind of humor we love you know yeah um where was i <laughs> sorry you're talking about elephants in sri lanka have they left yeah 
Wow, okay. This that, that was a good comment, bro. I mean, yeah, that I know, got right? me off guard, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah. So yeah, so yeah, just just speak about mom and you know, uh interacting with audiences in the family. So yeah, you don't you, we have the liberty to to profile people and when people come to the stand show, they want to be ch- chatted to and some people pay extra to be in the front row and they want you to chat to them and you know to they always say and I get this and uh and funny enough, uh, I'm one of the only comedians in the UK who perform at weddings as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. and then people are like, "Oh, so you are a wedding comedian?" I said, "Listen, have you heard of uh, Shahrukh Khan, like the biggest Bollywood star?" Yeah. I said, "That guy dances at wedding, you know, for money." So, bro, if you're paying if you're paying me well, I, I would do anything, you know. I would I would come to your circumcision party and perform there. I don't care. I I don't care what the party is as long as the money is good. Oh, exactly. Um, and to be honest, Asian weddings, uh, mainly Asian weddings because uh, are amazing and you know within our culture i'm sure you have the in arab culture as well especially when it comes to wedding people liked it to be extravagant and you know this is the time to show off they will hire out lamborghinis and you know especially in the uk you know they'll hire out these fancy fancy places you know seven course meal and this that and the other does pakistan so, also have that stru- tradition like in with india with that uh, crazy weddings yeah, like yeah, that? yeah i thought it was more like an indian no, thing than a pakistani thing indian and pakistani thing you know have the money, money for that sorry <laughs> yes we do yeah <laughs> bro don't judge us for what you see here in manama you know we have we are in the uk what do you mean judge you guys i what i see in pakistan what are you, what are you talking about <laughs> no you, th- this is the thing you know uh so see have you had a prime minister yet that's finished an entire term without being assassinated or kicked out fuck that shit sorry <laughs> 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 you should uh, <laughs> i like him reading history by the way too <laughs> you know uh, i am a british citizen but <laughs> yeah that's what i thought ane jawaz britani and an indian right now he's uh, he's he's running uk so sorry? for him an indian right now is running the uk indian uk yes uh, hadi dick dick head wahid well, yeah impressive <laughs> right <laughs> So uh, you know, uh, yeah, the Pakistanis. You know, I think I think it's just an Asian thing. Uh, to be honest, uh, maybe not so as much in probably south of India, but you know, India, the Punjab side of India, and most of Pakistanis Punjab. Uh, these people they love having more extravagant weddings, and the weddings in Pakistan. You should go online and check them out on YouTube, mm. bro. They go on forever. Mm. uh like days and months and weeks um and and the kind of money they spend you know because that's the whole that's the whole lifestyle that you know the pa- asian parents will generally save up the money all their life just for that one special day and d- during covid it was amazing that you know uh when covid happened uh boris johnson bless him <laughs> he's out yeah <laughs> i mean boris johnson uh allowed people were allowed to have a wedding so weddings open but you're only allowed 15 people uh, bro, I, bro i have just 15 cousins who are male from my dad's side yeah, <laughs> so, yeah so that's not going to work there's no way you can have a wedding of 15 but english people white people they love it because they only have 15 20 people so a lot of asian especially young asian couples you know they they got their weddings done during that time because they didn't want to spend thousands thousands pound for family members or uncles uh, uh, cousins or aunties who they don't really care about if that makes sense sure uh so but as soon as covid finished into 2021 asian weddings are back on uh perform- are there any white people left in the uk felt like oh, they're the minority uh, now so we had a the, you may you may not believe it and especially when you live in london so multicultural you wouldn't believe it but 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 non whites only make about 10% of the country still i will maybe i mean maybe in like weird areas no no, no the, the whole country 10% 
Non-white. Yeah, the whole country. Like yeah. I'm saying, like yeah, in weird yeah, areas. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's they're still out there. They're still yeah. out there. Yeah. Like, like uh, what are they called? Like Sundance? Not Sundance. There's a Sunset. I mean, I mean, or whatever I mean, I mean basically, let's just say the smaller let's towns. Go with, let's go yeah. with the countries because the UK is based four countries. So I think 95% or 97% of Wales is uh, yeah, I mean, white. Why would you uh, move there? Ireland is white. Um, what else is do we it? have? Ireland, yeah. yeah Northern Ireland so. is probably 99% white. Northern Ireland. This is uh, this is not Dublin. This is Belfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah. This is serious shit. The the, um, the 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 EU Ireland. Sorry. The EU Ireland, because Ireland is split. One is part of the. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the our our Ireland. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Northern yeah. Ireland, and then there's the Republic of Ireland. The Republic is different. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So 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 those areas are mainly uh, the, and Scotland. Of you course. should if you really if you like British history, the what what happened in the 1970s under the Troubles. Between uh, between Ireland and Republican Ireland, yes, it is the most interesting shit I have ever it read. Is. It's the it only is. time that I know of in modern history where terrorist where a terrorist organization the and uh, the IRA, IRA yeah. managed to to get independence. I I've never heard of something like that in the first world country. And more importantly, the former members of that terrorist gang are now politicians. Um, they, they, they might be. It they is, are. They, yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is quite interesting. But funny enough, you know, oh, wow. Okay, now you remind me of, uh, so basically, uh, a few years ago, I... I I was gonna I was hired to take this music band from from the UK to the Republic, again a Pakistani band. Hmm. So we applied for a visa, and one band member, so although he's got a UK visa, whatever, but he had to apply for a Schengen visa to get to Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. he he didn't get the visa in time, and I just said to them, listen, our drummer can't make it because of whatever reason. They said that's fine, just get to Newry. I said, what the hell is Newry? So what we did is right, we got a flight from London to Belfast and then which just is, drove through yeah. and then we just they just drove through yeah and I was like what? that's part of the Good Friday agreement that they're not just, allowed to have hard hard borders between just drove the two. through yeah bro I live in well I'm originally from India and Pakistan even if you put your fucking foot out <laughs> they will shoot it <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 you know so and I was I was blown away so yeah so we kind of we kind of technically smuggled an illegal drummer <laughs> into the republic it's good that you said that on here so they were looking for you what, how would they find you what's your phone number <laughs> so 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 and I think the same applies uh, for example in Germany Germany Austria you know and I just feel that it's been so many years since the world war but these countries have let go they they live in peace and harmony you can go each, you know within these countries each other whereas it's such a sad thing that 1.4 billion people between india and pakistan cannot travel cannot meet each other very well so for example i have had offers from well, i won't call it bollywood but you know from indian television channels where they're doing comedy shows to come and perform in india that, you know because because we share similar culture similar language that same interest in food you know um the only difference is Pakistanis are slightly better looking, as you can mm. tell. As you can mm. tell, um, but uh, but but jokes about. But it, it's such a sad thing that in this day and age, you know, in 2022, 23 approaching now, that we can't freely move within you know within the South Asia so easily. And one thing I really wish for in in future, you know, or I pray for, okay, you know, more peace between India and Pakistan, uh, because the way the current governments are going from both the sides, perhaps it's not looking possible in the near future. It's very interesting what's happening down there, mm. especially with Moody sending fighter jets over the border. Oh, the... that was funny. <laughs> that was funny. So, uh, so you know, what's uh, his name? The what's the former? Pri- no, he is still the prime minister. Uh, Im- Khan? No, Imran Khan is Imran former, Khan? former, former. former He's coming, coming back soon. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he, he, I mean, he's the leader of the people. You know, I mean, when was the last time you see? See, we had a cabbie. Remember in Dubai, Danny? Yeah. Remember oh, the cabbie of- in Dubai? He was he was so obsessed about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they love it because all the Pathans love him. Um, hell, they but, love but, him. But you know what thing is when Imran Khan, you know when Imran Khan went to the United Nations, and us being Pakistan, you know obviously in our culture thing, you know whoever speaks better English is something. But it's the first time we saw our leader go there in front of United Nations and just speak, speak, you know, put Pakistan's perspective out without reading out of a piece of paper. Mm. Does that make sense? Wearing a whereas, white man's whereas suit. Whereas Modi or India, you know, generally more educated, you know, etc. Indian Prime Minister has never done, can you believe it? He's been in power since 2014. He has never done a press conference even within India. And never done one. Can you believe it? That's such a weird fact. That, that I'm not surprised though. Why? Like, that doesn't why? seem unusual. Like, so if it's not dictatorship, like what, what the hell is it? Uh, whereas in Pakistan, so, uh, you know, mm-hmm. although India is way ahead, you know, in infrastructure, technology, anything, IT, whatever, India is way ahead of Pakistan. But when it comes to things like these, uh, the media is so biased and it's so controlled. Um, the prime minister not having press conference. Uh, so, 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 I don't know. I mean, I want to say good things. Uh, but the fact that, so although I'm a British citizen now, because I was born in Pakistan, it's still almost impossible for me to get an Indian visa. Interesting. So you can't. So there are a lot of people in the UK who have never been to Pakistan just because their parents are from Pakistan or born in Pakistan. They have to declare, by the way, in the visa form. They cannot go to India. It's interesting that you bring that up because I know specifically that in, I spoke to some governor in, in one of the areas in India and he, I asked him, you know, what is this issue? Why can you not have dual citizenship in India? And he said off the record dual citizenship dual citizenship oh they can't have that oh yeah yeah yeah. and okay. he said off the record it's not because we don't want to have uh, somebody who's indian and japanese indian american what we don't want is having someone who's indian pakistani <laughs> True. <laughs> that so, was the whole reason so, he gave. Uh, it's such a shame it's and and you know what uh for me and i think my friend here as well the, the biggest thing is fuck everything else we just want to play cricket with India. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't play much cricket. We only play like, let's say the World Cups and the big tournaments. I mean, you guys are weird. You guys looked at a cricket player and was like, he's pretty good. Let's put him in, let's put him in prime minister. <laughs> That's <laughs> no, not no, the no, usual no, process no, of going. No, no, you don't look it, at LeBron looks, James looks, and said, no, president no, of the United no, no, States. No, no. It looks easy, bro. This guy, this guy who you're talking about yeah. was, was out on the streets for 20 years. He lost a lot. And then eventually he got, he got there. Yeah, so imagine he, like uh, out of nowhere in 20 years, a, a a party stands up for itself. Obviously, nobody's he, perfect. He married a white woman, then divorced her in order to make Bro, sure. Bro, she was, she's still out there. She, she, she's got a new movie coming out. She's, she directed a new movie. I forgot the name. They were in Saudi recently with this new film festival, which is happening. She got mm. her movie. So, Jamama Khan's new film. Mm. Uh, one of my friends is acting in there. He's quite weird, but he's in there. And then there's another, then he married another lady, for also British. And then he was like, <laughs> that didn't work out. That There was another divorce. Is he dating anyone? Remember that ca- that car Bro, this taxi guy driver knew everything. More about Pakistan than I am. Yeah, he, he married that. He will say that one was compl- Reham Khan, by the way. R-E-H-A-M. Yeah, she was a... And then, yeah, I remember the cabbie was like saying, all these women trick him and stuff like that. His heart is too big. <laughs> Bro, are we seriously Googling this shit? Why not? Fuck it. Oh, this one, the one in the middle. Yeah. Now, she was quite weird. Who's the one of the furthest? He's still with her? Congratulations. Yeah, yeah that's the current wife. Yeah. No, he's not single. He's got a wife. He's married, wife. right? 2018, married. Married. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the fuck? Is she, but Jemima's got this movie coming out. Former What's financial. What's love got to do with it? That's the one. Former financial president. 
Bro, in Islam, you're allowed four. What's your problem? I don't, I don't have a problem. But we don't, we, we're, we don't, we're not crazy about the divorce thing. Marry four at the same time. No, no. What was it, Rihanna? She's, oh, she's no, 48. No. Okay. Third, third, third one, yeah. She was... Okay, I don't want to tell him the weird fact. You know when Imran married her, she was already married? Before that. <laughs> really? Yeah, she had to leave. She had to divorce her husband to marry him. Interesting. That's with permission, though. But but you know such is life, isn't it? It is what it is. <laughs> I, listen, I think it's I think he's super interesting. I know that when the U.S. wanted to fly their drones over Pakistan Air, yeah. Yeah. he was like, "Nope," and then supposed, absolutely not, absolutely not. And then there was a military coup. Well, military coup where they people were claiming that the military changed the ballots kind on of. the votes. Um, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you remember that this was a few yeah, years so back. Yeah, he, 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 uh, so this was when he lost the first election. Lost the first election. That's it. And, and I think it was. So I think you could tell. So more than sixty percent of Pakistan's population is youth. These are the people who are likely to vote. And he is a popular leader. So be it because of you know cricket, etc. And then it's just a different perspective because in Pakistan we've had these two parties, which is called uh, the People's Party mm. and uh, the Muslim League. Mm. It's just literally them, one, two, you know, just like in the UK, just just any one of the, or the US or anywhere else. Or in India, for example, they have Congress and BJP. So it's just one, two, one, two, one, two, yeah, one, two. Huh? Mm. Uh, so this guy came up with a fresh perspective. It's called Tehrike Insaf, Insaf, I believe in Arabic or in Persian, Farsi also means the same thing. Um, and he, he, he came with some new promises. Um, luckily, he did come into power in 2019. Uh, obviously, it's a big country. The corruption is there deep down. You know, things don't change magically. But certainly, it was an improvement as compared to the others. And then still, and, and then COVID happened. I mean, you know, I mean, it's not an excuse, but it, it's tough, you know, like to run a country with when when there is not everything is shut and whatnot I, I hate this covid thing because it's already two years done and we're st- i still hear excuses like even on like normal services we have to call bro i could company. have been michael mcintyre but covid happened uh, exactly i swear actually i was gonna be on this show called britain's got talent i <laughs> no, swear you were I not swear to god i swear to god let <laughs> me show you my talent was full what was huh? going on <laughs> okay so let's say a little funny story so now I can say it because I, I had to sign this NDA thing. Uh, so they approach. So basically, in all of these award, uh, talent shows, they don't. You don't like queue up, especially if you're a good artist. Hello, uh, you have. They they approach you normally. So somebody approached me from the production. Headhunted. Yeah. Uh, they had hunt you. Then you uh, because it was during COVID times. I it was all on Zoom, etc. Uh, I had to send my performance i had to do a five minute performance and send it then i had to tell them i have a little sob story you have a little story that hi my name is you know i have my wife and i have my kids and times are tough and times are hard and comedy is my life so luckily i had a little sob story and the background story as well uh and then on top of that then i had two meetings with two production line managers i had to present them what i am and then I had to physically write down, because when I'm doing comedy, I had to write each and every joke on paper, like type it up, and then email them my jokes for approval. And then they approve your jokes. It was like quite a lengthy process, back and forth, back and forth. And it happened. They gave me dates. So uh, January 2021 is when I was going to film in London Palladium, uh, a, a massive theater in front of Simon Cowell and you know all these judges. And literally a month before, because the second wave or third wave was coming, they had to pull the plug and... They didn't, this is the first time in 20 year history that they didn't do the show. Um, and then it was moved to another production company. And I don't know, deep down, you know, when you just get you just get put off by something, yeah. I didn't really chase them. Um, now thinking about it, then I saw the show 
and a comedian won the show. It's the first time a comedian won the show. Could have been you. And I know him personally as well. Shit. It hurts even more. I'm joking. Uh, and, and but obviously he's a much seasoned comedian. You know, you can tell somebody's better than you. Um, but but yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. I, I mean, my problem with the UK and the infrastructure of it currently is, well, that's unfair to say the UK. I think infrastructure in general of how media works is that length of bureaucracy. Mm, you know, true. Joey Diaz has, it, has it, said it best. He said, like, production companies and stuff like that in order to invite him for films would, or, comedi- or comedy show or comedy <laughs> shows would ask him to send in a tape mm-hmm. of his, like, performance, yeah. and he would tell them to go fuck themselves. Yeah. And I, he would so, never do that. So, so here, even me, like, I mean, I do it on a much smaller scale. Um, so I have this show, as I said to you, called Arabs vs. Asian Guys. Check it out. Mm. It's not on YouTube, but check it out. <laughs> we'll, put it in the, uh, we'll put it in the link. Yeah, so uh, when I do that show... Uh, a lot of comedians now approach me now because now it's been running for two years. People find out I get messages from comedians. Hey, bro, would be love to be on my show. I am fifteen percent Arab, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, what does and, that work and, for? <laughs> I, I'm just joking. But you know, they say, oh yeah, because they they need to have some sort of Arab or Asian background. But he's clearly uh, not good at math either. Sorry, <laughs> I mean he's clearly not good at math. No, bro, either. we have had we I have taken a Nigerian comedian. Yeah. On Arab or Asian, I've had a Jamaican comedian because to be honest, at the end of the day. As long as the audience is laughing and enjoying, they don't give a fuck where the person comes from. Mm. They just want the comedian to be funny. That's what matters. You can show, you can call the show what you like. So uh, anyhow, so that's that, that's happened. But but when when a new comedian introduces yourself these days, they have a pretty much a comedy CV, which they send you, which they tell, oh, I'll be on this 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 show, and you do need a good YouTube link because I think somebody like me, I do watch all their set just to see that with my because I. Because I've been doing it for years now. I understand what my audience would like. And and that's it. So you've got to watch it. And every audience is different. So we, there are comedians out there. I call them a bit more whitewashed. So their set, their jokes are very, very, very English. Borderline? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or very, uh, very uh, safe. No, not even very safe. Uh, so I think the comedy... So we have British Asians or British Arabs or whatever... And then we have the English people. So the comedy, the jokes, even me as a performer, I would do in front of English crowd will be very different from what I would do in front of a British Asian crowd. Of course. Of course. Uh, so, so what I do look for in my shows, a lot of ethnic people attend it. It could be somebody at the age of 20s, could be somebody at the age of 60. Uh, so I look for comedians who could have a balance and they, the people can relate to all walks of life. So what do you think? How, how do you think David feels where most of his audience are probably white at this point. Who? David Chappelle. Yeah, I mean... Oh, that must be weird. <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously, like him, him, you know, surely he started, you know, I mean, uh, wow, David, uh, I missed him, you know. Uh, he, he recently performed yeah, in London. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. mate of mine, he went to see him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that he started off, you know, back in the 90s in comedy clubs in America. Uh, no, my mate, because you just brought up the, the, the point of... That you 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 structure your comedy around what kind of crowd is going True. to be in the in the base. Where if you look at a person like Dave Chappelle, he I don't think has that availability of freedom. I think just because of the price point that he sets at his tickets and stuff like that. True. There's not a lot of. But because he's the goat, you know. I mean, once he's he's made it, you know. Once sure. you've made it, you can chat about anything you like. It's funny. People, even if it's not funny, people spend so much money they fucking laugh for the sake of it, you know. Fair uh, point. Fair so point. Uh, they'll just laugh at it. But that's. But one thing is, when you're sort of still starting up, you know. Uh, so one of one of the things I want to do now going forward is take my comedy seriously. Yes, I'm doing. I'm organizing these shows. Yes, I'm touring the country with these shows. But I want to take 
because I think I have that talent on me, but I, I think because I'm distracting myself with too many things. So I, basically, I want to be less of a promoter, more of a comedian now. And this is what I've been last two years. Um, Why don't you do something like Tim Dillon? Tim Dillon from... Can you, can you look that up, Danny? Tim Dillon? Like what? Like in what, which sense? He's a comedian in the US. Um, but he also... Tim Dillon's with a D. It's D-I-L, whatever. So he's a, he's a gay stand-up comedian. But gay he also does comedian. a podcast. But okay. it's not really a podcast where he interviews or talks to someone else. It's just him talking about issues. Yeah, I guess Kind of so. like Ben Shapiro, if you know who that is. I mean, with me... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Hmm. So all and he's 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 made it. He's made it. I mean, I have so many things to talk about. I just sometimes get confused because my interests, for example, uh, I can obviously we can do. Uh, you know, I like politics. You can have a take on politics. Cricket is a big thing. I know we haven't. I, I don't think you know much about cricket. Are you trying to lead the conversation in the cricket? And what, what are you trying like, to do? <laughs> I'm advising you to take a microphone and a camera and do something. Yeah, YouTube and push I, it out. You don't yeah. want to hear that, I guess. Yeah, no, I mean... What, I, the well, wife is I, not I, happy? I, no, it, it is. But it's just... So basically, right now, um, I have a part-time day... Well, it's not, it used to be full-time. I have a day job. I've got three kids. Um, What's a day job? I just work in marketing, just like an office job. Okay. Uh, but I work for... Uh, How do you work a in marketing? A media company. A media company. How do you work in marketing while being a comedian? I feel like that's that's an oxymoron. It's it's, it's always been there. It's just just just. Aren't you worried that you'd say something in your set and then it'll cost you your your career at the marketing? Uh, company? Uh, not necessarily. And then and a lot of the stuff I say, I don't really put out much. If that makes sense, I don't really put much of my set out there. So I do. I'm very selective of what I put out there for people to watch online. But you're limiting your growth, aren't you? Um, maybe, maybe. But I think I just, I just feel I still don't have... Because I have some good material, but I don't put too much of that out there. Uh, because I think it's nice to preserve it for the main, for your actual shows. That kind of, you know, uh, has this element of surprise for people to come and watch you live. Uh, we've had a comedian on... Um, what was his name, Danny? The worst one. Abu J. Abu J. He, he self-qualifies himself as Bahrain's worst comedian. Bahrain's worst comedian. Okay. And he's told me a story that I had tears in my eyes while he wasn't trying to be funny. Okay. So he told me about how he took like a bunch of money and he's like, he never practiced his set. He went and hired a huge venue. Wow. Got like, got microphones, got top equipment, got seats, got everything else. He did everything. Ex yeah. Except the marketing of a show. That's it. <laughs> In a room that fits 500 or something people, nine people showed up. Wow. <laughs> Bro, it's not funny, man. I'm serious. I, I feel sorry for the guy, man. Wow. I mean, um, he was as insulted as you were. You looked at me in death while I was wiping the tears out of my eyes. I thought that was the funniest thing ever. How yeah. do you spend your money completely in the wrong direction? That's it. You know, when I do my shows, you know, marketing is key because I just feel you're putting so much effort and time into doing something so you want as many people to come out and see it and it's hard you know these days you know especially in the UK prices have gone up food prices especially in the last two months energy prices uh, petrol the gas you know we need to heat our houses 
it's a crazy time so so people are literally you're talking like a dad right now yeah that's... i am i am because <laughs> that's that side coming that's out that's that's the promoter that's that's the promoter side of me now uh it it's hard uh like you know entertainment people less and less people are now spending money towards entertainment or going out or doing things which they could have done before um so it's you know you guys you know you guys have it amazing you know the, the gas prices petrol prices here in barry and life is great mm-hmm. obviously if the opportunities were the same as the uk you know things would have been different yeah, of course um uh, so i think you know every 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 place every area you know they have well, it has its own benefits is is, is what is the general salary i think minimum income here in bahrain for high school education is 300 mm-hmm. bd which is like 700 pounds yeah um i mean that puts you below minimum wage in the uk minimum wage i think is 1000 i think i think it, it 12, does 12000 yeah what's minimum income in the uk i think it's 12000 can you look that up no 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 not 12000 it's probably more than that i think i, th- I want to say it's 12 or 13 i re- i remember it's it's Nice. No, that's the hourly one. Yeah. No, no. What's the minimum wage so, so, per so year? So, 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 yeah. so, if you work in a supermarket or all these places, you you do get paid. Uh, you get paid on the. Wow. What is it? Wow. Two thousand. So, so minimum income is twenty-four k. By then, tax you better. That's a, that's crazy. But you got but but but, but most of that get there's a lot of tax. So. I guess yeah. That's I never realized that that's the basic minimum. But this is wow. this is the lowest in uh, this is the lowest in immediate Europe. So this is, but basically the best salaries you get because a lot of my friends live there are in countries the Scandinavian countries like Sweden, Denmark, Norway. Amazing. They have also the highest taxes now. Yeah, sorry, they yeah. may have the highest taxes, but the, but the standard of living living is amazing. Uh, I did one of my last gigs in Oslo. I was I performed in Oslo back in October. amazing place everybody drives a fucking tesla you know uh, this is interesting i spoke to my friend who went there and i asked him about it because he was like, I, i was like saying oh i always hear stories about the girls there are so hot and stuff like that and he's like yeah because it's the capital it's like it's like if going to new york or london it's going to be different than going to like liverpool or manchester and then i that's when it struck me and i was like oh like r- really and he's like yeah go out back and see how the people look down there <laughs> no i think generally <laughs> you know, no no they do look good you know uh, but i just feel that the that's standard of living that's because it's the capital man like god side <laughs> No, no, I'm, I'm just saying in terms of the standard of living, the way people are, the way they get paid, and the opportunities they have. It's uh, the lifestyle is definitely a bit, bit better. But again, they they miss what we have in the UK because in the UK, especially you know, if, if you're Muslim, you know, uh, the kind of options we have, the halal options for food. Do you, do you care it's about? It's so much, man. Yeah, Come the amount on. of the amount of, we have halal Michelin star halal restaurant. I'm just saying that the options we have are. are endless and absolutely amazing and especially in London. So I do feel it's the best city in Europe to live in, you know. Also uh, being a Muslim or being whatever whatever background which you come it's from. It's so easy to eat halal especially if you just if you're worried then you just don't eat the meat. Yes, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah it's true, like pasta. True. Come you on. Have, you don't <laughs> like, have to. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like pizza. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I I I travel a lot, you know. I mean, I I go in Europe every year. I go to Spain or Portugal or wherever. And then yeah, if if it's not there, then there's and we can have fish. You know why not? I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I never understood. Like people were like concerned yeah, about so halal on the menu. I mean, I mean you've had, like, bro. Listen, you've had, you have chicken all your life. Just just don't have chicken. Have dal, like whatever. Like there, there's so many options, and I I just feel uh, these countries, even here now. So I'm here with my parents every day. There's chicken, lamb, chicken, whatever, sheep, whatever, beef, whatever. 
we need to you know it's not healthy to just have meat all the time do you th- so what do you fi- what do you think is the uk diet i feel like pasta and pizza is like what like, was it? Pasta and pizza, I feel like, is the UK's number one choice of diet. Pizza? Uh, pasta, yeah, pizza. Uh, UK's number one diet uh, is curry. Curry? Yeah. Salan. Yeah. Good old salan. We call it, say salan. Salan? Huh. Salan. So, oh, so, so know. you know, English people, they love uh, Asian or Indian food. Um, and there's this curry called uh, chicken tikka masala. Yeah, they, no, no, no. They love, they love English curry. Bro, listen, you, you... They don't love curry curry. You know, when I, went from, when, I went from, when I went from here and I'm getting these white friends of mine at work and they say, yeah, Salman, uh, yesterday my wife made some chicken buna, like buna. Uh, you know, we call it ponagosh, you know. So, so, so they know all these dishes, like they know the name. there's no white people and, anymore in the UK, man. <laughs> no, no, they are, they are white. About? And if you go to certain restaurants, like uh, especially in London, you go to certain restaurants in the evening, you just see white people having food. In, in, in London? Oh yes, bro, big time. Where are you? Which big restaurants time. are you going to? Indian restaurants. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, because why would you like? Why, Indian, why would you eat Indian food? Well, in Indian, Indian, Indian slash Pakistani restaurants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you can eat that at home. No, what? <laughs> no, no. But I'm just saying that 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 they're going out for a curry. So curry is the number one uh, takeaway. Yeah, so, so, I see so, that. so, I see that. I see and then that. especially again, you know, I see here, you know, you have these brands like Talabat. You know, we obviously have our Uber or Deliveroo. Deliveroo is yeah. big down there. Uh, so, so I think the hottest thing is, you know, what the people eat is obviously pizza. You can call it, but it's it's curry. Chinese or pizza. That's it. Chinese is quite popular. Chinese is very, very popular. Pop, yeah. I mean, Hakkasan has like two locations in London. That's how popular yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't get to <coughs> go to go, get to dine at these posh places as often. But man's on a man's on a budget, you know. With the three, so you got three kids. Three kids are expensive deal, you know. Especially imagine flying them here with me as well. You know, it's quite. How, how many kids? So you have three kids. Uh, I've got three kids. What this age? Is, uh, so I've got a three-year-old. Okay. Boy, four-year-old girl. Okay. And then I've got a ten-year-old. He's ten tomorrow. So, so w- what was the hardest? Is has has any of it been hard from zero to ten, or has it been pretty easy? No, nothing is easy, bro. Um, I think I think it's just when the first one was there, he was there for a good five years by himself. It was still okay. You just get one kid, you just manage it, whatever. And then there's two of them. We have a. Tw- I say I have a tw- 2018 version and a 2019 version. Yeah. They just came back to back, you know. And then boom, we had three kids all of a sudden. We had one, and boom, we got three now. Uh, and the third one is very clingy, you know. He needs to know. He's just one of those kids you can't just leave him for one second. He's he's three and a half now. But this guy, you know, he you know next thing he's just holding a knife or whatever he's doing. Bro, this guy is crazy. Is it calmness in the house with the three of them? No, or no, is there no, a lot no, of like no, no. I mean, it, fighting and upset? Uh, there is. Obviously, you know, every house had that. We've had that when we were little. Uh, but yeah, I always say, you know, I have uh, I have three kids, uh, two less than Pakistani standards, but mm. maybe one day. Well, you still got time. <laughs> We've got still time. 2022 but, but, version. But, but I don't really put much out. Uh, so on social media, I don't really put much out about my kids. Of course. Uh, I mean, uh, in my stand-up as well, I do. Uh, but people see even people who know me they're like oh, someone, you're always so busy and if I tell them I've got three kids to look after as well that's another job in itself bro mm. uh, and I like to be involved you know uh, I don't typically you know like to leave it to my missus uh, I like to you know uh, I babysit Mondays and Tuesdays are my proper babysitting days she works those days I'm with the kids uh, so yeah so just trying to you know juggle between uh, having kids school runs stand up comedy career promoting career and also a small day job. And so, what's what's making you the most kind of cash? 
cash yeah. now comedy alhamdulillah really yeah. congratulations making more money in comedy um and and promotion comedy slash promoting shows you know selling tickets have you never that. thought of doing an agency because there's so many like like companies that head that direction so m- my company is an agency so you are running an i'm an agency okay. so so for example uh this week next well it's monday already so this weekend uh, i just go invited you know some of the events they, they can be very last minute so 23rd of december they want to do a christmas comedy night uh, in in a lounge in london uh, and i and i just said listen bro you can't contact me a week in advance i can't do it sorry i said oh hang on they were looking for five comedians i said well okay so i just quickly call my comedian buddies they're all sorted um and they're all performing but i'm also making money can you can but without getting too deep into numbers what kind of cash can you expect from from a club is it more than doing a public so, thing uh, like so as a comedian like so if somebody if you're if you're a professional comedian professional mean like you've been out there for a while are you doing more than gig. 12k a year hopefully some gigs are small gigs like 50 60 people uh, a comedy club they may pay you like i mean i don't do them i'm just saying they may pay you 50 pound maybe 100 pound that's just a normal fee 100 is just like an average normal fee in a comedy club and usually club. drinks on house so uh, 100 yeah but somebody like me if i perform at a wedding for example can charge anything between 600 to 1000 just okay. for just for 20 minutes mashallah so you know so that's an example hmm. um and then and then you have your award events charity events now we have charities uh, recently performed with one they do charity comedy tours mm. uh, so what they do they do like 10 shows across the country the main idea is to fundraise but but they get like six or seven comedians they take them on a li- little tour bus and do shows across uh, although it's charity <laughs> the whole idea is to can i get another pack guys uh, yes Sorry. pack and leke aao gold leaf beta Uh, anyways what you say is go so on. so these charities funny enough the charities are supposed to basically pay you the, pay you the least because it's all for a great cause but usually charities pay you a lot of money because then based on your talent to your show they then fundraise around that time well, so there's a cool. lot of muslim charities who do charity comedy tours uh, 20 uh, 20 dates 15 dates 30 dates the whole of december uh, and is it mostly pakistani weddings that you get invited to or the weddings are indian mainly indian and pakistani both okay um uh, i do only you face a lot of racism when you go to an indian wedding no the wedding is Pakistan? amazing you know so i think wedding so i think what i really like about weddings is firstly everybody is there for having a great time people are in good spirits yeah the only downside of performing at a wedding is that they don't come to wedding with that comedy mindset so if you're going to a comedy show you know that you want to laugh so deep down you're thinking hey i'm about to laugh but when you go to comedy sh- uh, a wedding you're not thinking of a comedian will turn uh, come out of nowhere so they don't know you you want advertised hmm. you just turn up you hold the mic and they're like who's this guy be and, funny <laughs> and be funny and it works most of the time so it works 90% of the time there i have had gigs you know like even now i mean I've, this year i've had gigs where it just went flat whether it's a comedy club or wherever it just didn't work and it happens to a lot of people so nobody is nobody's ever made it so there's no so even big established comedians have off days where you know it's just, just not, it's, it's just it's just basically we bomb that's what we call it mm. it just doesn't work Um, but with weddings i try i have this little you know i have this I, i bring a bit of bollywood in there a bit of music a bit of dancing and i try to ask the bride and groom about family members and this and that so 
if you go with if you go if you go prepared it helps have you ever managed to 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 go from a to to, to rescue from a flop like sometimes you can feel like you're losing the crowd true when you push true, the envelope true. a little too uh, much uh, yeah i think it's yes when you make them feel too uncomfortable with the joke they kind of get like mm. yeah 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 and no, i know what you're saying uh, it's way too many times so i think what what happens is sometimes so so imagine you started you you just hear and all of a sudden you're losing the audience and it's not working so what some of the comedians do and i've had that in my shows is they just then try too hard or just just say anything which comes to them and some of the thing could be either quite offensive or not suitable but the, rather than they think this is about to help you and i've i've done the same mm. but you you keep sinking further <laughs> you know uh so you keep sinking further to a point that you think that i want basically everybody want to finish on a high so you're looking for that last joke which will give you some claps or some sort of applause where you can finish on a high but if that doesn't come it's a very scary place to be because people are just constantly watching you you know and you're and there's dying there's a silence <laughs> and they're like and they're like and I'm look I'm over there I'm saying to myself get off the fucking stage bro <laughs> so it's quite you know cuz cuz when I do when I'm promoting you know uh, you like it's you know the events and the venue has a quite time bound so you want to be there for a certain time and you want you know everybody I I, I give them a guidance get 15 minutes for you 20 for this and that but sometimes comedians like to go over whether it's happening or not happening so we have all these techniques we fucking flash at them and you know we wave mm-hmm. at them and we just curse them in the heart just get off the fucking stage you know we got a we got a break coming up so yeah it's a tough place to be uh, but at times it has happened that you find a joke which works and then just move on i think joey diaz has i think a story where he talks about that when he was doing a comedy event sometimes it would be like a 3 4 hour event and they would do sections of like 10 10 10 yeah. 10 um he said he just the first time he just went on stage complete bomb and he was like i'm i'm done I'm, i was yeah. dying there i'm going to go yeah. home fuck yeah. the money <laughs> yeah yeah it's true and and, and, the, and they're like no you have to be here we don't have enough Bro, comedians I mean, to fill you in and so for the next like two hours every 10 minutes he went there it was just death <laughs> i want you to uh miss i want you to google this guy now have you got your internet on that yeah i got a little story about uh so i actually perform uh, his name is uh lakshmi <laughs> You're not going to be able to spell that. What are you talking it's about? L A X Mittal M I T T Mittal. Yeah, that's it the first name, Mittal. Yeah, so this guy just check his net worth. You want to check his net worth? That's it. Billionaire, isn't he? It says there net worth 15 billion. So he was at one point the richest man in the UK. Mm. He's probably still in top 10. So I actually performed for this family in their house. So it's a bit weird one. So I got contacted from my agency that they're looking for a female comedian, but it's it's their company because I've heard of the company. And he put on a wig and a dress email. and said, "Listen." And then and <laughs> I wish. Uh and 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 they were looking for a particular comedian if I could if I could arrange. And I know her personally and she wasn't available. And I presented them with this another one and they said, "Yes, we'll 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 have her." Um and i said well by the way what we'll do is you know uh, i'm one of the managers <laughs> <laughs> i will come along uh, uh and i was, it was it was ramadan ramadan as well 2018 so we got there this is kensington kensington gardens really posh side of london and uh, near hyde park you know where where all you arabs are you know <laughs> yeah right showing the 15 billionaire yeah go on uh and where all the qataris are qataris you know uh and we got there and i remember before we got there i just quickly had a sandwich because i had to break my fast um 
and I got this comedian. So I was hoping. So the, the butler, you know, he welcomed us. We had a bit of a security check, and so I'm in a billionaire's house. This is next to Israel's embassy in Pakistan. In, oh, in, wow. So you can imagine how secure it is. You know, uh, you know, Together, next to yeah. the Zionist. You see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've had Zionists on the show. Go on. Yeah. So we got there, and then, uh, and then I was expecting, you know, this really posh candlelight, you know, like party, extravagant party going on, and then people will be raising glass and toast and whatnot. Because so it was basically his son's party. I didn't know it was him going to be there, but what I realized it was his son's party. And at the end of the day, finally the moment happened. The butler arrived, asked us to come upstairs. We went there. And we just had to perform for an audience of six people. Wow! So there was six people on a table here, and there was no mic, there's no stage, and you just almost felt like you know, like a jester back in the day for the court of the king, you know. So uh, she was standing. Be there. funny, was, yeah, be funny, <laughs> bro. Performing for a smaller audience, especially if you don't know them, is the craziest thing. It's it's very hard because you know, if 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 they don't laugh, if half of them don't laugh, it doesn't sound like you're doing well. Yeah. Um, anyhow, she did what she had to do, but before she came on, I introduced her, and whilst introducing, I don't know what happened. He's just naturally just chatting to these people. They were all young. They were in their early forties, I would say, mm. and it went really well. So it was his son there, and I made some references, and he just grilled, you know, some of his friends who were there, and off she did twenty minutes. The comedian who they paid for. I did half an hour after her, so just 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 because it just felt like it. So they tipped us hundred pound each, mm. uh, and I just left. Did you feel? Did you feel like? You, did you? Did you leave going? You fucking dickhead! You yeah, got a million yeah. dollars. They took, and you they gave they me took, 100 they took us to this. Uh, they took a massive grand house. They took us to this selfie room. They called it a selfie room. They had massive cameras, so we took a selfie. And they said to me, "Oh, Rahat Fateli Khan was here last week." It was a big Pakistani saying, "Oh, I said, wow, okay, well, you guys can fucking afford that shit, yeah." Yeah. Anyhow, that's not the story. So we did this. <laughs> <laughs> we did this I was perfect you know like it was a chance they booked her I did some they enjoyed it but six months later I had another email that were you the male comedian with her yeah they're now looking for you at dad's party you know the actual middle guy the billionaire oh, wow. himself so I was like wow so I'm thinking to myself you know like these guys in their private jet you know son and dad who is a CFO would have had a chat that dad I saw this comedian he's really funny maybe you should invite for you one of your dinner parties you know uh, you remember the, that film when they invite idiots you know yeah, 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 <laughs> what was that movie yeah, yeah. called uh, are you talking about rat races no 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 when they, when they invite this uh, an idiot dumb and dumber no no no, no. they uh There's this movie when they invite this guy with a mouse and everything. Yar kya naam tha film ka? When I'm trying to think, I'm I'm, I'm thinking of airplanes. Dinner, comedians. dinner, dinner with schmucks. Oh, dinner. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So I, I, anyhow, I, I was I was having a good feeling about it. Anyhow, I got there. Uh, they they made me wait a little bit. They were they were serving seven course meal, and I kind of expected the vibe. I, I knew it's not going to be very many people, but they made me wait till eleven o'clock till seven course meal was finished. I waited for about hour hour and a half in one of the kids' rooms apparently, and and then I performed. And the dad was there, so he came out before I was Mr. Mitalina. I met him, and I was like, he was like, yeah, my my, my son spoke about you. Uh, you better be good. You know, we are really looking forward to it. All that. <laughs> Fuck me. Wow, if somebody like that said to you, you better be good, you know? Yeah. And I bombed. Of course. So th- these were so so the, the the dynamic of the room where everybody was over 65. Yeah. They had seven course meal. They're on the same very table and I'm just next to the table performing. So come on, give me some <laughs> you know. 
studently it did it, it, it didn't work and my my within 10 minutes my priority was to keep them awake because they had seven course meal in their 70 there they were all about to doze off and and I'm just trying to crack jokes there and it just didn't work and then and 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 and, and I will always remember this by the end of my set i started playing bollywood charades with them you know where i would call one of them to me and tell them the name of a bollywood movie and they would guess the name of the film hmm. and it was just it you, wasn't it was a comedy you became an mc suddenly yeah, like a, it's just like a pub quiz yeah because i because i was dying i had to do something yeah and i remember he just got off and he's like yeah, he just gave me that little look like what the fuck did we pay for yeah. and 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 then i said can i have a selfie i took a selfie and i put it on facebook and you know it everybody fucking was like so uh, i made it you know i was amazing i'm chilling with the billionaires but deep down i knew that you know uh that i didn't do a good job and you know it it, it kind of kills you inside that you know but that's because you weren't you weren't in charge of the event yeah, as well but, but right? you know but, but when you leave like initially especially for the first day or two it kind of hits you so you know you you know when you when you hit, when you when you kill it like in our language is when you kill it and then you smash it it's a great feeling but when you don't do it and it goes the other way around it kind of leaves a void within you and that's how i felt like but a few uh, another a year later i got an invitation from the same company they said well now the father and the son so the father who hated me son who loved me are getting together in their farmhouse in deep down in surrey somewhere and would you like to come along again mm-hmm. <laughs> so obviously it was the son the son probably said did you get tipped by the way from from the dad or you didn't no, get no, a tip he asked tip. me to fuck off <laughs> 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 what do you got why does he have to I mean I don't hate when people are cheap but yeah go on so you were by the, the way the, uh, by the way both the times I got money the same money I would get probably at Mr Patel's wedding in uh, in South London so the money wasn't anywhere a billionaire you know like although I was he wasn't I was performing bro you need to understand I was performing for an Indian billionaire who is self made these what I'm saying. these bastards don't like to spend money <laughs> I mean I mean I I've seen them hanging out in hotels and they just give like cash out to whoever's like fucking standing on the door you, no but th- those are those are the bitcoin billionaires please don't confuse them yeah, <laughs> yeah they're different no th- those are new ones you know you feel that way that's the new ones they're no but like you know that? but i think I, th- i just feel that a lot of we, i think it's a myth that a lot of rich people or rich I would say people who started from scratch yeah. they 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 watch the money where they spend you know uh, especially old a lot you know yeah, yeah because when when I was in a, in in a few indian weddings in india the, the especially like some like really rich guys yes when they'd get like drunk or whatever else yes. on in in and out of the wedding every yeah. person every staff that was there 100 rupees True. 100 rupees, but i think that was a wedding this was being in their house you're right you know you know what i mean bro, my dad does it he gives one dinner out as well like that you know everywhere <laughs> they will be my son to lala are out there again you know we have a drummers coming up you know he'll probably giving one dinner you know to all, all them as well which is big money now even your even your one dinner is big money in london you See? know <laughs> we, we got 2 pound 15 2 pound 15 now yeah <laughs> i can get a bus so you can get a bus stop just to finish up the story sure 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 so this is me in the farmhouse so we got there again uh, so this time i said i'll take a comedian friend with me so i said you know you do half you do half an hour i'll do half an hour and 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 the budget they gave me i sort of adjusted him in there but deep down i just wanted to be on the safer <laughs> side you don't want to be alone it's like that movie get out you know you yeah, go yeah, to the yeah. farmhouse and you're stuck there uh, we got there you know we're driving past all this estate there horses there's tennis court there's golf courses you know you could see it got there this as soon as i got there mr mithil the actual billionaire he is walking around without shoes literally outside near the cars and he looked at me in the eye i swear to god i would remember this all my life he goes to me 
ah uh, uh, were you like are you the same guy who came to our house few months ago yeah i said yeah i said yeah that day uh, we didn't really enjoy it uh, we hope it will be better this time so fuck me and my you think he's doing that to p- just I, I, I to take to piss know. on your leg i don't know cuz that <laughs> but, but you know but, but it's this thing about asian uncles you know oh they just no easy people to impress hmm. like think about it this guy is a billionaire like you know like how he got there these aren't people you can easily impress or whatever maybe his child his kid is different you know who i performed for in the first place so so the pressure was on but the good thing is i had this really good comedian friend of mine with me and he was like salman you know you 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 you've done this you're better than this you can do it you you're this you're that so he kind of gave me that confidence which i needed again the same thing they had the food we went in the living room now this was like a typical family you know like how people were watching world cup last night so two or three of them were sitting on the floor couple of people on the sofa as if they're about to watch a movie together but it was just us doing comedy we didn't even need microphones because it was about they had some friends from india uh it was literally about 12 people all together and they were like okay you can start <laughs> so so we started and alhamdulillah alhamdulillah it went really well this time because i had a different crowd i had different age groups and atif my friend who is an amazing comedian commentator as well he did well as well we both smashed it and then i actually got mr mithil to record a video message for me saying that Salman performed for us today and he was really really good today and I, <laughs> and I got as I, I got you bastard <laughs> so so i think the moral of the story is that you know did I, you get I, tip this time though that's a bigger question uh, no tip no no tip no tip i think it was just like no i don't think i got tip but i think they were within the thing is hey yeah it's all done uh they showed me the property a bit and then we just left i mean what is that how does that go the tip the first time round yeah fucking but i perform for free though go 100 pounds uh so yeah that's my billionaire story um yeah i like the way they operate in life is so different than everyone else in yeah. normal life yeah i had a dinner i had a dinner once with a billi- with a billionaire um we were we were just this was for a consultancy or something like that we're sitting there an italian place here in bahrain he yeah. came from I think it was he came from the Saudi side to come here for for a meeting or whatever. Yeah. Had dinner and then he he was saying he's staying at the Ritz blah 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 and he was really impressed by the food. I'll remember the name of the facility. It's somewhere it's by it's somewhere in Manama, okay. uh, Jafer. Not Jafer, Adliya. It's somewhere in Adliya. Okay. And uh, yeah, so he was really impressed by the food and blah blah blah. We we're like saying, "Oh, okay, you know what? Uh, if you have some time, we can meet tomorrow and just go over things, blah 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 blah." And he goes, "Yeah, that that might work out." I'm kind of yeah, Yeah, I probably want Italian tomorrow. And I look at him I'm like, what are you talking about? Adelia. Yeah. yeah, and then he just puts his hand up and it says, "Who's the manager for this place?" Yeah. And then the manager comes and says, "Bring me your chef tomorrow to to come and cook at the hotel." Wow. And I look at him and I was like, "What are you doing?" This and is he, it. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he just gone he there was like, "Oh, but he's working tomorrow, blah 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 blah." I was like, "Listen, money's isn't a problem. Just I want him to come to my hotel room to cook wow. in the kitchen." And that's what happened. That's he, it, man. Yeah, he took the head chef and a couple of staff from that restaurant. One day, one day, it'll be you and me, you know. Maybe, maybe. I don't know if I would ever do that though. I think that's a little. No, no, I'm saying you'll be, you'll be cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Adelia, and you do the comedy. You know, Adelia, Adelia, you remind me. Uh, my friend here would probably vouch for me. Uh, before, before, just before leaving the leaving Bahrain back in 20, 2004, between 2002 and 2004. <laughs> I had a business in the UK at the age of 
How very Pakistani of you. Yeah, go on. <laughs> I saw so, the, the eyes twitch. I was. <laughs> I was. How should I? Car dealer. <laughs> I was. No. I was the king of illegal DVDs. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> How much money were you making on this, on this project? Bro, I bought my first Nokia 3310 of the money. Um, and, uh, and my friend here was my competitor, right? Was that right? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, uh, so, bro, those days, this is 2002. 2002, this guy was downloading movies off Torrent. Like, like, how would you even have internet that fast? You're downloading movies in 2002. Mm. So anyhow, so we, uh, so our, we call it, they were VCDs, not even DVDs back then. You know, you know VCDs when you have two of them, like mm. half and half. Um, so I got them through Pakistan and then I took them to, you know, because back in the day, if, you're, if, you, if, you, if you grew up around Manama, there was a video store. So you have a cold store, then there's a video store every 20 yeah, 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 yards yeah, yeah, yeah. is a video store. I and remember. There, and there's a Malabari guy, you know. Indian. I remember. And I remember. Like, ah, ah, ah. Every film, huh? So there's a Malabari. So we had video stores and, and that business was booming because obviously nobody was watching, you know, Netflix and chill or whatever. So I, I, I got myself a DVD rewrite, a, a CD writer or whatever. So we used to get, I used to get all these uncles and aunties. Every week there used to be somebody coming from Pakistan. So I got this Bollywood VCDs and some English ones as well. And I used to then rewrite them and then try and then sell it to these shops. And then they used to further rewrite and sell it to the, uh, rent it to their customers. Mm. So at one point, I became the king of Manama just for that. Mashallah. So that was my, uh, and, 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 and I'm buying, you know what? So I used to leave the house and, you know, I had siblings, you know, who were like 10, 12. So I used to offer them one dinar or 500 fills and offer them shawarma. So all they had to do is one, one CD comes out, put the next one in. One CD comes out, put the next, next one, one in. in. And, like a real and, factory, and, I like it. And, and I had these, I had these Malabari uh, video, 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 video station guys. And you know, I had the little hisab, you know. So we had this thing that they, you know, uh, buy now, pay later sort of thing. So ev after every month, I used to go to them, and somebody owes me forty dinars, somebody owes me twenty dinars, somebody. And yeah, so I was, I was, I was making you money bank, at yeah. the age of sixteen. I mean, I remember those days, and I remember those DVDs weren't cheap either. They they were selling them bro, for like anywhere between five to ten BD. No, 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 bro. You know, you you grew up in uh, probably richer side. You know, we were selling for one dinar. Oh, exactly. You went but, to like any of the again, supermarkets. Again, you know, what? I, I didn't know the terminology. I learned this in the UK. My business was B two B. Yeah, it was. I was B two B. Yes, bro. It was. I wasn't selling you on the streets. I was B two B. So 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 it was a, a proper halal channel for not so halal stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I think I think as so so that's how, that's where I sort of learned public dealing in the UK because you know generally when you're here you don't really deal with human beings. You mean it's yeah. You know especially as a sixteen year like old you would you know I was studying I was I was I was trying to do my A levels or whatever I was doing that time, but 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 that that gave me some sort of they gave me a kick that you know maybe I'm something. Do you, do you not feel that in the big difference between, especially business-wise with Bahrain and the UK, is that in Bahrain, people care, people are much more willing to see you succeed or more interested in, in giving you a chance. You know what I mean? Like if you come to somebody in a cold store and be like, listen, I got this like drink that I think True. might sell. Maybe. I feel yeah. like you'd, you, you'd definitely have a bigger chance here in a cold store for the guy who goes, mm, okay, give me five bottles and let's see. Uh, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it could be, I mean, you know, there are nice people everywhere. Uh, I don't feel but, like but I think uh, yeah. Uh, yeah they're nice people everywhere I think again I'm speaking about 20 years 20 years ago 20 years ago probably everybody was nice you know we are all miserable fucks yeah, um, so, and police uh, officers were t and uh, Bobby's on the beat were taller and the weather was nicer the weather, the weather was <laughs> nice uh, yeah what a soothsayer yeah <laughs> the food was tasty you know 
uh, surely McDonald's was. So you know, there we go. Yeah. And so what do you do with this marketing gig? What, what is it like print, video? What do you do? Yeah, so basically we, uh, so I work for... <laughs> you look uh, me confused. <laughs> I work for uh, Sky, you know, Sky, Sky Sports, Sky oh, News. Cool. Yeah, know, yeah, I work yeah. for them. Uh, so My buddy's got issue with them. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him to change his provider. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I just work for them. I work for marketing. So what we do is we, 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 uh, we design, you know, a lot of uh, stuff you see on their website. Um, so we sort of approve them, you know, so this marketing, so Sky does broadband, they do, you know, just like you may have Batelco here, they do broadband, they do TV, they I do sports. I have an apartment in London, I know what yeah, Sky is, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I live yeah. there. Well, just checking, you know, your accent is putting me off, you know, you're like, not putting me off, like not giving me British vibes, mm-hmm. but now I get it. Well, my household has Virgin, we don't use Sky. Yeah, it probably, yeah, it's too expensive, is it? That's why. <laughs> <laughs> too many channels, I don't need them. <laughs> yeah, so, 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 yeah, it, it's something, it, it's something I can just leave there i don't have to bring the work home it's been very flexible they're very nice to me mm. um it's a really nice place to work uh, although i only go to the office once a week that's an amazing thing uh so it's, it's about hour and a half from my house so imagine commuting that every day in day out that's three hours of your life gone mm. so i only go there so i only work three days a week so once uh, once in the office so alhamdulillah it's really good and it's you know it's just nice to get away from the wife and kid at least once a week um, so alhamdulillah life is good uh, cannot complain I'm surprised uh, you haven't like lied to your wife and been like yeah I have to be there five days a week six days a week they need me better honey just <laughs> no, get out of that situation it's alright you know I think it's alright so I think it's just uh, what I believe in you know uh, is finding the right balance and for me in my lifestyle uh, since my wife is going to watch it uh, oh, she, she probably will uh, you know things change for me you know so I got married in 2010 I've been married 12 years hashtag 12 years a slave yeah oh, Jesus yeah yeah that's it so when is the second one coming? Sorry? When is the second wife happening? Uh, before first one goes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no. Um, so, so yeah. So I think w- what happens when I got married to her, so she, she is a psychotherapist. You know, she did psych- read psychology, did masters. She is somebody who went to private schools. I'm just a boy from Manama, mm. you know. So we are very different. Uh, I'm sure her family uh, is very impressed. She obviously regrets it 12 years later yeah, now. Of course. Uh, big time. Uh, but she sort of changed me and my perspective and the, the, me getting into stand-up. She took me to these events. She watched all these British shows, which I never... I'm a Bollywood guy, you know, I watch Indian, Pakistani stuff. Mm. So, so, so so the whole... My personality changed a lot since we got married and, you know, basically she... She morphed you into who she, she wants she to be. She turned me into a decent human, you know. I was, I was... My life was all over the place before that. Selling DVDs in the streets, man. Selling DVDs, you know, yes. B2B. Although I had to... I had to... You know, the, the hardest part was... So when I got my UK visa... Uh, and it was all confirmed and you know this guy was there too uh, I just getting rid of the stock you know like imagine you you it's it, it's part of you you know like imagine getting rid of your favorite shoes or whatever it was just that and i had to get rid of it and you know give it to everybody you donate it give it to this guy this that guy and were you taking the dvds he was he was paying you to take them and then you were selling them <laughs> so he's free, so he's profiting on both sides right there <laughs> i and, and i also had a mamba my brand name was called there's this movie came out and I really love this it was called K-Pax it's a movie called K-Pax yeah. um, it's got that pedophile in there what's his name? Kevin Spacey yeah. okay. <laughs> is he a pedophile? is he a pedophile? What is he? he's a pedophile isn't he? no he only, yeah, he, he's, he's something no he slept with a 16 year old the same thing then no it's not the same thing bro dude. for you pedophile is uh, not the same thing anything is not the same thing yeah, bro dude. this guy is a walking trouble you know so that's the point right you gotta, uh, you gotta be so, up there so it was called uh, my brand was called K-Pax VCDs that's I, me I'll check the house maybe I have a K-Pax somewhere uh, probably written on some desk in Manama you know <laughs> 
Did, you, yeah. any, did you get any rude requests while, while you were doing that? I can't believe that they... So I... Don't tell me not a single customer didn't ask you for porn. I don't believe that. Of course. For a no, no, no. So basically, again, it was B2B though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so my. So they wanted large stocks. My, my, my Balabari friend, I think his name was Salam or somebody. Uh, he says, Oh, oh, you have a film. Yeah, but I didn't really deal with it because I was, because I was, you know, I was living with my family. You know, I was just a kid. So I wanted to keep that stuff sort of you know, halal. Hey, I, I, started, I started my first job when I was 14 and it was computer repair. And when they were taking me into the back and showing me, <laughs> when they were showing me how to like repair shit and stuff like that, um, there was like on the shelf on the left, there was just like a stack of DVDs, just a stack. Yeah. And I asked them about it and I was like, what, why is there, why is these two stacks? And he said, every day you can take one, it's an honor system and you have to bring it back the next day. Wow. And I was like, what are you talking about? Said one is DVDs and movies that we stole from customers, yeah. and the other one is porn that we stole from customers. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone gets a dick, one of each, and brings it back the next day. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a uh, wow, man. This is crazy. So and that's I, how computer repairs. So if you got anything on your computer, fucking throw that I, in the I, river. I, I think now, now things have changed. Everything is on the web. Everything is online. You know, things are different. There's no, there's no physical values to it. Like you know, even even my my in-laws recently, you know, she made me clear out. You know, I threw all these, you know, like CD, the song cassettes, and not even cassette. You know, CDs and DVDs. You know, people oh, yeah. like to hold on to it. People like to display them. But now, it's just clutter. I know a guy who invested about. 30, 40,000 BD. He's an Indian guy uh, into music, like wow. just like speakers, that kind of yeah. stuff. All the music he plays from is CDs. Mm. And he, he, I was talking to him about it. I was like, CDs? Why CDs? He, said, he told me that the highest level of quality on a, on a format yeah. was the CDs. That's it. Those people know their shit, you know? Yeah. So, and yeah. your wife made you throw them away. <laughs> you yeah. could have maybe sold them to somebody. No, bro. I got 50p for them. You know, I ain't got time for that. Um, eBay, sell them as a stack. Go outside to the schools, be like, yo. But yeah, I think CDs, <laughs> CD use karte hain. Sold Spotify and... That's what he said. He said the highest quality sound is still odd, odd CD. Hmm. But I, I don't I, know. That's true. I don't know. Maybe he's also... Yeah, just so for me, crazy. it was very hard to sort of let go. Um, but I think it, when I went to the UK, it was just... It was very... Um, it was a fresh start. I didn't really have much family there. I remember I, I stayed with... Uh, this guy who is from the same village as my dad. Uh, but the funny thing is, you know, like, I was just one of the lucky ones. You know, things things happened for me. Uh, what do you think would have turned out of you if you would have stayed in Bahrain? It was a good question. I would have... So, my family is one of the few families. Uh, do you have a Bahraini passport? My family is one of the few families. So, you know, Bahrainis, uh, the, the sheikhs, uh, who, whichever the sheikh, probably Hamad, that time, they were probably quite uh, nicer <laughs> uh, so my family is one of the few families who have got a Bahraini passport. Hmm. Apparently, they don't give them away now. They never gave them in the first place. But there was this time around 2008 eight or yeah, seven. When, when the riots they, were they, happening. They, or before that, they gave away a lot of passports. Apparently, I was, I, my name was in there too. But I'm happy with the queen I have right now. So I'm all right. Uh, so if I would have stayed there, but I'm thinking because Bahraini passport is quite important. You know, if you have that, the job opportunities... And think, you know, it it, it, oh no, it, open, it opens up. Yes or no? Do you agree with me? Yes, he does. Yeah. I mean, compared to what, though? So I think I would have probably worked somewhere in the public center, sector. I would have a boring nine to five job. Probably got, you know, and if I really go into some sort of media or whatever, then I would have just done some TikToks. And 
मे बी अ पार्ट टाइम प्रेजेंटर ऑन रेडियो मिर्ची लिसन एम सींग इवेंट्स हैपन हियर दे ब्रिंग इन बिग बिग स्टार्स दिस बहरीन वर्क वेरी डिफरेंटली देन देन यू एर द यू के where you know here they skimp off the top mm. which you don't, like which you don't find in the UK because it's too competitive uh, we 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 did think about uh, as a family relocating to the UAE maybe because we just thought there'd be more opportunities there's mafias there too um, but because uh, events wise as well this is a bigger market let's just say uh, whereas where we are we got maybe we got we take things for granted it's just very easy you can just you can, I can you can organize an event in a day without consulting anybody just hire a venue hire a place get your people together and you know so it's much easier for basically anybody can do it as long as you do it in a, in a, in, a, in the best way as possible but on the flip side of this now now after the negativity the positivity of it is because it's 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 such a small communal when you're in that market and you're able to to enter it there's so much money to be made i mean you can True. make 20,000 bd uh, just by inviting movie stars from bollywood and and stuff like that to come here to present an event True. like crazy amount of money True. true and i think this is where um and i definitely you know it's a very good point and this is about thinking to perhaps take things more international uh to the gulf uh you know because not you know not just bahrain perhaps uae wherever because uh first is tax free you know and 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 secondly these people aren't exposed to as many things which we have so from the uk maybe i can bring a fresh or different perspective on how things can be done here again it's going to be difficult for you to imagine from the UAE Saudi and and Bahrain uh, and now Saudi again yeah Saudi you know for example in Riyadh or Jeddah where is it that they they're doing all these events and they're opening up to the world you know yeah but i think you're i think you're you're you'd find the issue of that trying to put it correctly without being without misspeaking i think what you'd find the issue in is that they only want s level stars true like they probably wouldn't even want david chapel but they probably want some like kevin hart mm you know what i mean i don't think they would want and like then, then that involves a lot of money etc this and that like b level yeah. or anything like that no, no offense I, to you buddy no no, no it's not it's not it's, uh, but i, I, I if but i, I might be wrong if i was well. to do an event here i wouldn't i wouldn't want to do a big event to start with you start you start slow and then you just you know you just work your way up i would do the opposite mm. Just burn the bridge. <laughs> Take the money and run. No, no, no. Try, try your luck, and if it works, it works. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Because when when people associate you mentally with like smaller crowds, and that's what they're going to associate. No, I with. think it's not about smaller crowds. Just to understand the psyche of how uh, how things work, because because I don't live here, I don't really know how things work here. So just just understanding, you know, what, how 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 they work, how they operate. I mean, if you're talking about labor staff, that's like somewhere between eighty to a hundred BD a month. Mm. uh labor camps charge about like 30 bd a bed uh the nicer ones but and i also uh, also try to understand like what's what's for example bahrain what are they missing like are they what's missing what's the gap are, in the market are they, are they are they missing a good dance event are they missing a good comedy show are they missing a good uh show where they can take their kids out something for the, and i just feel kids you know like i've got kids i just feel that there's not many uh, to be honest i was very disappointed not something can can not have away i was very disappointed by the the whole national day thing uh there wasn't much going on i mean yes they do these fireworks which i went to luckily we got a good spot bic but but in within bic apparently every year when everything happens they have a bit of a carnival or a festival or things for families to do but they didn't have anything 
and neither was it advertised although some people are like yeah you should go there there should be a carnival so i think the communication within yes they have these certain uh, local instagram pages but the information is almost non-existent okay so i think there's a gap in the market of good events or good outing for families apart from going to theme parks and this and that and let me put this with a pinch of salt uh dan can verify or deny it he's but i don't know where he is so there's there was an event supposedly they got paid 50,000 BD to 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 run the event uh Dan got then 500 BD as a sub sub subcontractor okay so so that 50,000 BD then disappeared in someone's pocket and then Dan got paid 500 BD to go and do the entire event Okay, that's it. So, so that stuff exists in Bahrain, right? Mm-hmm. So there is a lot of no, market. I just, I just feel that, you know, like, you know, Alhamdulillah, the government here, will be, you know, I mean, I know they're going through a tough time here financially, Bahrain itself. It's not the same as it used to be, I've heard. But I just feel that they could have done more for the six, you know, for the people of Bahrain because the population is ever growing. Do you now. see how terrified your friend is right there? That you wait. This part's obviously. I think some of it will be have to cut. Cut. I can. I can. I can, I can say. I can say nigger. I can say cunt. I can say anything I want <laughs> here. But the moment you say about government failure or oh wow stuff like that, government failure. You've or events have no. I so said you. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, excuse me. You've way overshot the line. So. Okay. So just just like So I just said that it could have been better. Listen, so w- that's it could have been better. Th- see that like that's like in Dubai by the way. Yeah. Uh, to give you an example, I know that they took secret agents to go to like cor- like cold stores and corner shops in the souk and just ask them how's the economy doing. And whoever said, "Oh, it's slowed down or whatever whatever, visa canceled out." That's how like <laughs> that's how extreme they are. God save the king I think yeah <laughs> yeah I think you're better no, think off I, I, in the UK uh, in that it's a shame if that that is the case um there's examples but, like that but, all the time but 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 let's we can hope for better things you know we can hope for the best no i agree with you i mean there's there's an unprecedented level of corruption um compared to Saudi Arabia and UAE just because of who they are I don't think so. I think what you're speaking about, like the example you gave, Dan, this is a government-funded event. They want to do something, and then it perhaps doesn't happen as, or may have not happened on that occasion. So that's one thing. Uh, and the other thing is like where an individual want to do something, and you know, I go out and look for sponsors and whatnot through my own, uh, on my own, and then try and put an event together. Yeah, that's not going to happen because. So you think is is basically what we need to look at is to approach them. For them to be able to fund it, uh, whenever and you run do it. anything in Bahrain, it comes to business. You're stepping on someone's toes. This is how I got explained to me when I started. Yeah. And it depends on whose toes you're stepping, and the quicker you can hold your your the quicker you can hold onto someone's thigh or go underneath someone's umbrella, the quicker you are to be protected. And look, it you know he he can verify that with with. Well, he's been sitting for two hours, you know. And that's not good, and that's not bad. Everything happens. Every every industry, every market has its own operations, and it is what it is. Now, if you want to be successful in Bahrain, you have to make sure that you're working with a partner that either you're connected to based on family, or based that you're in sh- that you can almost guarantee that you'd be making thirty percent of the cut, and they make 60, uh, 70. If it's 40, 60, maybe they say yes, but they'll fuck you over. But if it's 30, 70, then more likely than not, they're like, hey, you know what? He did a good job. Give him the 30. Go. That's, that's your, 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 your really best envelope. 
Okay. And if, if they feel <laughs> any kind of like that you're playing around or that you're messing around, even if you're not intentionally, if they just get that vibe from you. Yeah. Done. Khalas. Khalas. And not just khalas from that industry, not khalas from that business, it'd be khalas in that industry. Wow. Okay. Uh, we recently had a guy on the show who owns uh, one of the biggest publishing companies here in Bahrain. Okay. And he's wild. He said to me, when I fire someone, not only do I burn them, but I burn them personally. Wow. <laughs> what are you? Devils wear Prada? Devils. Yeah. Devils. Yeah. And you're, you're like, you're like, like a lot of people in this, in this country, uh, especially when it comes to employment and labor, if they just don't, won't just fire you, they'll, they'll deport you. Yeah. So you have to be so like careful on how you operate. Wow. So just make so that a crazy world, you know, but you've got a British passport, so you're okay. I'm okay, yeah, and my family's go Bahraini. They're okay. Yeah. Uh, Plus, yeah. the nice thing is, if they ex- if they uh, uh, if they uh, uh, not excommunicate you, uh, not extradite. <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? I've got another issue, but I'm gonna speak about another off. <laughs> what, what's what's uh, what is it called uh, when you get your head cut off? Beheaded. No, Stuff. what's the term? Beheaded. No, there's a ter- and not excommunicated. Ex whatever. What is it called? It's not life sentence. Death sentence. If you do get the death sentence, it usually happens on New Year and Christmas. So that's a nice thing. It's very holiday. I don't celebrate either. Focused. So it's all right. <laughs> wow. They, they I like, like the fact how this conversation went from the N-word to being beheaded. I can say uh, it. I, I can go all the way. Like after, like I know because we get phone calls and stuff like that about, hey, come in. This is also very different than Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, you wouldn't get a phone call. They'll just come in through the house door and then you're in, you're in cuffs and you're going off to a black site and then you're, they're going to stay you there for about a week while they're finding out exactly what are you doing. Hmm. That's their way of warning you. Like wow. it's, it's first the stick before anything else. Here in Bahrain, they... They ask you for a phone call. They might come in and check your footage. Uh, that's why, by the way, we delete everything other than what we post. You delete everything else. We've, like, oh. Because we've had phone calls and we've had people saying, like, can we come in and check the footage? And I've said, yes, you can come. Wow. They you have. can come. Oh, anytime. Okay. And are there are they, are they other people doing Sorry. similar stuff to what you're doing here, uh, podcast-wise? Yeah, there are other people. None of them have pushed the envelope as hard as... How, yeah. does, how does I? Because I mean, I've one, I'm Saudi. So if they tell me to leave, I, I don't have a problem. Yeah, cool. Okay. We'll go back to Saudi. Oh, that's your passport there. Okay. Exactly, right? Um, Living on the edge. So I, I, I don't, that's one part of it. And I, I we've, we've also, you get told very quickly. Yeah. If you're pushing it too hard, mm. like here they're a little bit more respectful where they tell you to come to a meeting and then they'll be like, listen. These are the topics that are not okay. Mm. And then if it's with somebody who's might have some issues, like politically, yeah. if it's like a minister, if it's something like that, you will be called by either one of the other offices and they'll be like, listen, you shouldn't have that person on the show. Right? That's, wow. that's how that And do you see works. this changing? Do you think it's likely to change soon? The perspective and there's young people now because obviously you know it's a very but people are often blind to this this happens exactly in the west as well like if i would have alex jones on the show or kanye west i, I would not be able to publish it online they, my account would be either frozen or banned True. maybe like what's the name uh, easy 
no, what's the name? The Tate. Andrew Tate, Andrew Tate yeah. perfect example. I mean, yeah. these things happen both in the West and in the Middle East. And to yeah, say the that fact one... That the fact they sort of, yeah, banned Tate off everywhere, yeah. And considering TikTok, that he didn't, like, call for violence, no, <laughs> which is really bizarre. He's not, like, the kind of guy that'd be, like, yeah. murder people. He's like, listen, <laughs> I want my wife to be a housewife. <laughs> yeah. People are furious exactly. by those yeah, statements. No, Andrew Tate, yeah, he's quite popular, you know, now, now that he's Muslim, you know, people are... How do you feel about that? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just feel it, I think it's fashionable. It's, it's in fashion to be Muslim, maybe. You know, uh, you never want to. Judge. You see a lot of YouTubers, etc. You know, joining Islam. You never want to judge a Muslim on a Muslim, right? True. Yeah, every religion, every you know, God and and is their personal relationship. I, I, but I really, really, my only concern is the, as a character rather than him as a Muslim. If that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like he used it as as like a shield. Perhaps. But I think after that... You know that, what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I'm a Muslim, therefore it's okay for me to say that my wife should stay at home and raise the kids. That's mm. the kind of like... Yeah, that's the kind of vibes you're getting, yeah. But again, he's, he's now gained a lot of followers. You know, he probably lost a few, but he's, he's gained a lot more now, now that he's Muslim. David Chappelle is Muslim. Yeah, he's Muslim. Yeah. And he's never yeah. publicly brought it up. He's never... Not as much, yeah. I mean, he's uh, not from an interview. He's, he, I think he said that his sister was Muslim. He he's got, he's got, he's got a very important. Uh, he's got this. Uh, he's got this interview with the Letterman. It's on mm. Netflix. I don't know what's the thing called. And he speaks about Islam. He even speaks about the holy water. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Zamzam. Mm. And mm. and he says Zam. He said what's Zamzam? And then he speaks about Zamzam. So, so it's nice. You know, you know, you see your favorite comedian going into so much detail. You know, he's and he. he Pretty much narrates the story of uh, you know Hazrat Ibrahim um, and the whole Zamzam story. So it's, it's just really he doesn't talk about Zamzam Cola though. <laughs> no, no. That, that used to be a thing when I was growing up. Zamzam Cola. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you not was remember it? that they had like Mecca Cola? Yeah. Bro, I think Coca Cola killed that company. I think they <laughs> the season Wait, yes, there was Zamzam Cola. Yeah, I almost forgot about it. We we had this one called RC Cola in Pakistan. Um, Do you remember that Pepsi thing? Pay every cent to save Israel or something like that. <laughs> that was my, like a whole thing. My yeah. All I remember was collecting all those uh, points for Pepsi just to get that free bag and a hat. You know, during the 90, FIFA 98. 90, that, that's, I mean, I, you I, were in the UK by that point. No, 98. I would say. How did how did you expect that Pepsi is going to send you this package though? No, you could you could grab a T-shirt or something. You could. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought they do that. Not T-shirt either. or hats and stuff. You could get. You no, know, you go to Pepsi they, factory. You could go to the Pepsi factory or whatever there was. You could go and give them all those uh, the cannolades, whatever you call them, and then uh, yeah, you you can you can claim. There's them. a Pepsi factory here in Bahrain. I didn't mm. know this. Yeah, yeah, Pepsi factory. Yeah. 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 Is that's that why it's so dark? It's because he's exposed to fucking Pepsi every day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and there is a, and there's a show, uh, and there's a show on Netflix where this I don't know if you've seen this called the guy who sued Pepsi because uh, Pepsi had the same similar commercial in the '90s and they put it out there that you can get one of these fighter jets. That's the one. Have you seen that show? Yeah, that but he didn't. He didn't. He lose the court case because no, uh, no, he won. I think. I think he lost. I can't remember what happened. Because they, they, the, 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 I think the, the defendant Pepsi argued that it was so unrealistic. 
but i think there was some sort of happy ending at the end but anyways he's got a netflix documentary out of it so why not you know did you see, there's an interesting story where a comp, where a former employee of coca-cola tried to sell the recipe to pepsi <laughs> oh, okay yeah which no. which pepsi then called the police on the guy because imagine how insulting that is <laughs> because yeah. you like your own coke okay we own coke brand no no it's pretty crazy but you know um in the uk as well it it's the pepsi coke, coke war is you know it's, it's quite a thing <laughs> it's quite a thing we have our own yeah no, they don't they have you know in 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 in, in scotland they have iron brew yeah yeah that's, yeah, their, yeah. that's their coke. you can find it here by the way can you yeah some cold stores carry yeah. a big fan of it yeah uh but yeah as less as possible you know yeah need to avoid it well now look you get to it you you're thinking of taking the family to uae or saudi Uh, you know, I, I haven't done Umrah. I wanted to go for Umrah soon. But because the little one's now three and the other one's four, so maybe maybe I think we should just wait another year and perhaps come here and then go from here and come back. So I think... Can't you just leave the kids with the grandparents? Uh, no, not really. You know, no. We probably can, but but yeah, my wife wouldn't let me. <laughs> yeah? She What about to. her side of it? Does, it? does her parents still alive? Yeah, yeah, they're all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, can't you just leave them with her still, side? But this is, you know, they're my kids, you know, they're hyper as shit, you know. It's best if we control them ourselves, you know. So they're not got to an age where you can sort of leave them. So well, that'll be a while. I guess it's the same for you guys as it is with us. Like our, like I was left at my uncle's house plenty of times. This thing, I, bro, uncle's house. My dad left yeah. me and my younger brother. I was nine. He was seven with my grandparents for the whole year in Pakistan. See, and that was the best year of my life. See, <laughs> but no. And yeah, so from from me, I, me personally, I would. You got the answer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it's, 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 I mean it, it's 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 a, it's a cultural thing as well, or whatever it was. Uh, yes, it's for the kids' safety as well, perhaps. You know, because if your mom or dad is there, they're more likely to. Um, but but yeah, maybe it's a mom's thing. Well, you worry, uh, well, she worried that they're going. You know, maybe 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 dads are just generally a bit more laid back, or perhaps with moms, you know, it's. They want to be. They want to be there watching them. Is she that worried about all the whores in Lahore? I was waiting for. So that. I was trying been, to work that in yeah, for yeah. so long. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a shit joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to hear that from Mister uh, Isis Water. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, no, so I think it's, and we haven't been. I haven't. I haven't taken the kids to Pakistan yet. I think if if we just had the older one, the ten year old is easier. Now that we have the twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen version, it's, it's a little it's, harder. It's a little harder. Yeah, but these they're still you know in the age. What's the passport? Do they have dual citizenship? Oh uh, no, they just have British. They all have British. I'm the only one who's got dual citizenship. So they need visa and then to go I'm to Pakistan. I'm getting a phone call. Can no I take? Can Pick I take a call? Yeah. Yeah, it's almost past two. Hello, Harvey. मैं निकलने लगा यहाँ से क्यों करीब है तो मैं अब तुम लोग निकले नहीं कहीं गए नहीं अच्छा तुम ले क्या कर रही हो खाला लोग आए कि नहीं अच्छा ठीक है तो मैं यहाँ से निकल रहा हूँ पाँच दस मिनट में मैं सलमान के साथ ही आ जाऊँ सलमान फारी की ना तू भी हाँ मैं सलमान के साथ ही आ जाऊँगा मैं कुछ खा पी के आता हूँ ठीक है ना तो मैं तो तू तो तू अगर ऐसे बोलता तो मैं मैं सलमान के साथ तुझे
That's interesting. What's in, sorry, I didn't. So we went to Dubai to do a bunch of filming. Okay. We did like four four interview four interview four yeah, podcasts a day. Yeah, I saw a few uh, Dubai influencers, etc. And I was like, how? Oh, I didn't know that they're traveling to Bahrain or whatever. Then I didn't realize that you were there. It makes sense now. Well, I was going there because you know how many how many podcasts can you do here? True. True. There's only a population of a million and something people. How, how many can yeah. you realistically go through? Only twenty percent of them speak English as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, so we, we can get we can we can we can ask one of our boys and just do in a Hindi or Urdu show, but I don't yeah. know if it'll be that popular, honestly. No, it may not be not because it's a bit more universal, you know. Yeah. So do you have Arabic? It's, I mean, we do, we do Arabic. We we're expanding the show to do three more shows. One is a financial show that's going to be based out of Saudi and Riyadh. Hmm. Um, what's happening right now in the Middle East is that they want. They want their own financial information and own financial sources. Yeah. Because right now, everything from, from Bloomberg to Financial Times all put a Western spin on the story. Yeah. And so they're, they're kind of tired of, of that. So we've gotten quite hard pushed to do that. The, we also do a female show oh, nice. with a female host. Nice. Over uh, here? Over here. We've, we've, done a f- we've interviewed, I think, five or four or five girls from potential host. Okay. That is a little bit more... So it's very interesting. The financial one, we, we have investors lined up for days. Mm. Like days. Like everything is covered from equipment to rent, everything, 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 everything. Yeah. The female one, nobody wants to touch it with a yard pole. But the amount of people that we get asking us about it. Asking if there's a female host. If there's, about the female show. Yeah. Like, like they want very specific woman issues, like, I don't know, being molested by your uncle, stuff like that. Like, it, of course, nobody mm. wants to touch that, but so many people are hungry for it. It's crazy. True. It's really, really crazy. There's a market for that, yeah. And, and that one is, is really, really difficult on doing because it, it has to walk such a fine line. True. To be able to, to yeah, that's not everybody's. Yeah, I mean, issues. it's easier to just sort of interview people, but that's, yeah. I mean, it's not hard to find the people to come on the show. People want to talk about their 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 happenings, you know, their trauma. People want to talk about it, but it's, from from a municipality perspective, they don't want to shine any negative light on family issues. Yeah. So you can only really do that if it's like on expats, on yeah. expats. That's the only way of doing it. But there's no way of having like a Bahraini woman talking to another Bahraini woman. That's no way. True. No way, no way, no way. You'll, you'll get your hard drives taken away from you. There's <laughs> no way. But if you, if you have like a Bahraini woman with the guest being a white woman, yeah. then you, you, can, you can pass that line as long as the story doesn't involve the, the Middle East. Like if she got like, I don't know, something happened to her while being in America. While being in mm. Spain, you could even maybe, maybe have a Bahraini woman and a Bahraini woman talk to her about it if it's negative connotation on India, Pakistan, China, America. If something happened to her there, like oh, I was exposed to so much drugs while being in those places. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? Of course. That's that's the that's... fine line that you can then walk. Wow. Okay. But if you, if she then no, I can see the limitations, then I think yeah, I think it'd be a good idea. But you're right. It's it's. And it's there's not limitations easy to find in the West somebody. as well, buddy. If, yeah. if I would talk about anti-LGBT in, in, in 
UK. Even as a, even if I would no, do, no, that's it. You cancel, bro. It's all done. No, that's all. I mean, I, I can't even imagine doing like if I would do. I'm a surprised bit, YouTube would let you put that stuff out there, would it? Uh, surprisingly enough, I, even the nigger thing, that's not been an issue because no, I, I'm that, not white. That, that wouldn't be, but uh, <laughs> the way you say it so smoothly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't say it with a hard R. Come on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, this is interesting. Um, no, seriously. Like, so I, I'm, I'm surprised that you, I th- I'm sure YouTube is sort of. Well, I'm not going to. Yeah. Because when I read the comments, people don't assume me being a white. <laughs> You do, you do look white, you know, with the lighting. Maybe. For for your standards, definitely I do. Yeah. No, but, 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 and the accent doesn't help either, you know, you, you don't, you know. Habibi, you, I thought most of my life I was white until I, I went to America and the UK and the people were like, you're not white, buddy. And I was like, what do you mean? I was like, do you get stopped in the airport? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, you're not white, buddy. I get stopped at airport these days, you know. <laughs> No, this is gr- this is great, man. This is nice. Nice. <laughs> Why don't you do something like this in the UK? What? A show, a podcast, or whatever. I know you did YouTube. Oh, oh, oh. That's it. You know, you can call it laziness. You know, I mean, obviously, if you want to make things happen, they will happen. Uh, but I just, I think it's, I think it's about consistency. I think I could do it once or twice, but I just need to juggle a few things and That's make sweet. time for it. Make time for it. Yeah. I have a podcast idea in mind. Um, so maybe I need to comedians grabbing coffee. Yeah, I've unheard of. Yeah, and it's actually in a coffee shop. Yeah, unheard which of. My friend's own, you know. Uh, it's called Parathain. Uh, but I just need to, yeah. Need what to, in Bahrain I, or UAE or in, in London? Not in London, uh, because I've got. I, I'm connected with a lot of people in 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 the UK. A lot of you know people people from sports industry. Uh, you know, a lot of musicians. I work with a lot of. Uh, musicians and you know people who this is from sky perspective or this no, is no, just, just, a... just generally because because before when i was a presenter on tv my job was to interview people you know so i've done this, this is how i started having fun you know funny interviews or you know just pulling their legs and you're know, doing crazy things with them <laughs> and then, I feel and, then and then something. and then 12 years later people are doing the same shit on tiktok you know going around the streets and asking silly questions I'm like what the fuck and they're getting like a half a million views and what i'm so I just don't get it. Well, know, maybe I'm too old for this shit. What now. What do you want? Do you want? I mean, if you if you're what Tom, not Tom, Tom Segoia, for example, he does a comedy show and he films all of it. Yeah. And then he publishes it on his website. Yeah. And it's a one time payment. Like you have to bet. Like how you bought DVDs, right? True. It's I think twenty dollars. Yeah. You can watch it within twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. And then after that twenty four hours mark, that that movie's gone. True. It's super, super interesting, like business concept, because he didn't want to work for Netflix because Netflix said, you know, you have to yeah. be like this, that. I think, I think that these days, you know, with so many platforms, like from when we started, it was just YouTube. Now you could just just do TikTok, and you could be quite popular, and you could gain a lot of followers. In fact, you can make a lot of money. And I don't know if you on TikTok. I hardly use. You can go live on TikTok and get all these gifts and stuff, which can accumulate into hundreds and thousands of dollars mm. so and if you're a female tiktoker poof you don't have to, uh, fuck talent you need to just be on there and then that's it dude dude we had influencers on the show in dubai um who has like a million followers seven hundred thousand stuff like that and they were telling me that they make somewhere like 1400 pounds a post possibly yeah like like unbelievable money yeah and we've we've even had we had four people that we were in communications with two guys two girls who do only fans in uae oh only fans in uae yeah it's legal there 
Um, it's legal. Okay. It's illegal. It's illegal. Illegal, right? of course. So it would, when we talked to them about it, they said, "Listen, we want to like either wear a balaclava or but, screw but, my but, face or voice no, and but, stuff like that." Yeah, but I think, uh, but you see a lot of you know, especially when you're in the UK, you the ads, the adverts come in, and you know, but you see a lot of, especially girls, you know, moving into the only fan business. And 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 they're in Dubai or Qatar or everywhere. All, not Qatar, perhaps, but Dubai all the time. You see them with their posters, you know, pictures. They're uh, making crazy money. Crazy money, of course. I the one of the guys. Were and it's us. It's men who are paying them that money. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. Well, that that dude who I talked to, he was like making thirty k, thirty thousand pounds a month. Yeah. And he's not even like he, he's, he's not popular. He's not. He said he's not super popular. And I talked to him about it, and I was like, "So you're gay then?" And he's like, "No, I'm straight." I just do gay stuff for money. And I was like, no, you're gay. <laughs> I mean, what are, you, what are you saying? What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he just he just identifies. Like, yeah. <laughs> he just, his, his sexual presentation is cash. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's no, it's interesting. There's lots of cool stuff happening all around, dude. And it's a, sh- you really Only need to get on Only fans would be something I could think about, yeah. Listen, <laughs> uh, you, you, you make me think now, yeah, you know. But yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's, I think what we need in anything is consistency. So I've tried doing things which you could do, you can get away with once or twice. Uh, but it's all about doing it day in day out. So it's nice, you know, what you do, you know, on a regular basis. It's nice to have a team as well, you know. How many people are there with you all together? Uh, we have a total of almost five people on staff. Okay, it's yeah. good. And we're we're growing. The Saudi one is going to take a lot more work because we need to do two writers as higher. Basically, they're just going to get blogs uh, from Bloomberg and, and Time magazine to just rewrite the stories from an Arabic perspective. Mm. So, it's, it, I mean, we don't have to do any reporting, which is nice. Um, and then the filming is going to be a headache. So we're probably going to have a staff of about 10 to 15 in Saudi. Uh, then we're looking either to move from here to Dubai and then having just those two ventures. It's hard here. Obviously, we've made the connections now, and now we know, like, we've got the connections with the municipalities and stuff like that. That we're not worried. Do you, what's your schedule like? It's so past two, two thirty already. I'm, you need to go. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Soonish. Yeah. Soonish. I've got a few texts from home. You know, they need to meet meet there for lunch. Okay. Well, if people yeah. want to follow you online, how do they find you? Uh, yeah. So they can follow me uh, on Instagram. That's where I'm most active. It's Salman Malik comedian. Mm-hmm. It's my name. It's a long. And or Salman Malik on Facebook as well. But that's all about cricket though, yeah. Facebook is all cricket. And yeah, so Instagram is where I promote all the stuff I do and, uh, you know, try and be on top of it. Well, you heard it here first. We had the great comedian Salman on. Uh, you do a m- multiple shows. <laughs> I'm funnier shows. on stage, by the way. Yeah, I'm funnier on stage. Yeah. Uh, we didn't pay him money to, to come on, so of course the comedy is going to be lacking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, you, are, you, you know, I like that, you know, you're, you know, because you know? I didn't know, you know, this is, I'm in your house in it, so, but, but, but it's nice, you know, I really like the setup, you know, the professionalism and, you know, just, and I think I you, you are it's an easy person to talk to, so it's, it's, it's nice, it's just, it's just like meeting you for the first time, felt almost like I know you for a while, but, you know, we've just recently connected. Hey, this then I've stuff. done my job correctly. No, you then. have, absolutely. Habibi, it was a pleasure. Same. And uh, yeah, do you want to do an intro for for your stuff, and then we can we can use yeah, it for sure. cross promotion? Yeah, sure. What do you want me to say? Go on, go on. For you. Yeah. Yeah, your comedy bit, your show. How do people find you? You yeah. just give me your Instagram. Give me like a like a bio. Sure, sure, sure. You oh. know what I'm talking about, right? For an yeah, intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wait, wait, do I, do I look in the camera or look yeah, at you? if you want to, the camera's right there. Just make sure that Danny's ass is in the shot. Danny, uh, is his ass in the shot, guys? Oh. Is it unsolved okay. truths, right? It's right behind you. Akash has got a great joke where if we finally get cancelled, it'll be the solved truth. That'll be the next show. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that anymore. <laughs> so is it, is it towards the start of the thing? Yeah, or? intro. Okay. I'm trying to think, what do I say? I've had such a long, I've never had such a long chat with anybody before. So this is already a marathon for me. But it was, it was not, it didn't feel like it was that long, but it was long. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a backhanded compliment right no, there. I, I, yeah. I, We've I, done 12 hours. I, shows. See my friend. I haven't seen my friend properly, but I've just seen him in bits over here. Okay. Uh, okay should, should I? Hi guys, my name is Salman Malik. I'm a London-based stand-up comedian and TV presenter. I'm here with Hamad at Unsolved Truth. Uh, and today we'll be solving a lot of truthful things. I'll be lying a little bit, but I hope you guys bear with me. You can also find me on Instagram or all social media uh, under Salman Malik Comedian. And I'm just really excited. It's nice to be back home in Bahrain and looking forward to this lovely chat with this uh, beautiful white guy over here. Uh, hey, you know, I've always wanted to be called white, so that's another dream fulfilled. Uh, but I love that you're wearing purple. It's brand colors. We always have a motto here. If you don't bleed purple, you're not working here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roach. Thank you. Here, let me help you out. Oh. 